Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd here with the Average Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, here for another great episode of O&R and um, just finished uh, pressing up the, the shirts, which will not be spoken of yet. Uh, Going to try to get that over to James. Uh, got got it here. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking I should I should debut it next week on the stream and, and build it up. Yeah. You know, before, yeah. before we, you know, just unveil. Uh, yeah. But I'm hoping the word travels when you show up to the show. <laughs> and uh you know so was you man not too much not too much um just ready for the show man like uh stardom put up uh the second night of the grand prix but it was just three matches so it ain't even worth talking about it we'll talk about that all st- stuff next week but um yeah we we haven't i guess uh you know a kind of like last second SummerSlam preview to do because i just realized that it was you know, this Saturday as opposed to Saturday after next. And, Look um, at that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, Collision, Dynamite, and um, I, I, I think that, uh, I think it's going to be a good show. I think it's going to be a good show. So, um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the WWE preview? And then sure. get to the shits? Sure. We, okay. We, we, can, we can warm up, e- ease into it, you know. Uh, so, WWE SummerSlam 2023, Detroit, Ford Field. Um, they should probably get the Detroit Pistons announcer guy 
uh, to, to come through. Is he still and, around? I mean, I no have. I mean, that was I mean, a long time ago. Yeah, the last time that was was like two thousand eight. Yeah, um, Detroit basketball. I mean, they look. They've changed arenas. Like you know, they it took their asses arenas north, don't even look the same. Yeah, they taken their their asses north of eight mile. So you know, it's been a minute. It's been a they minute. They actually changed the nets out now. You know there. <laughs> That shit used to bother me, bro. You show up to the Pistons arena, like they 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 left the net up the whole year. Like it's just, just the last couple years. Like, like, bro, if you ever go back and see the clips from like, you know, two thousand three, two thousand four, you see the rest of the league playing with it seemed like these regulation nets. They put new ones up every day in Detroit. It has never changed that shit. It's like nah. We trying to make this basket look completely unappealing uh, when you shoot that shit. Why? Because because it's the muck. So, um, anyway, SummerSlam. Uh, this is, is this the thirty fifth SummerSlam. I don't know how that all works, but it was in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. So wow. lots of uh, SummerSlam memories, James. What what are some of your favorite SummerSlam memories? Uh. <clears throat> Some of my favorite that immediately come to mind for me would be uh, the Wembley match between Bret Hart and uh, Bulldog. Um, <laughs> highway to Hell between Austin and Undertaker, just because of how big the build was. Obviously, the match went to shit because Austin got you know uh, got rocked and bell rung uh, early in the match. But like, also the idea that like you got this six ten, two hundred seventy dude, or six whatever, six seven, six eight ish. 270 pound dude and he's gonna jump off the top rope with a uh and <laughs> and hit a leg drop <laughs> on the announce table on the floor it's like wait what him. um you know this is a lot of stuff man so um you know it's for my money is my favorite wwe pay-per-view um ever just because of like the amount of how do I say this? I feel like they try too hard for WWE to make it into something outside of a wrestling show, and dubbed in like SummerSlam feels like a wrestling show. Um, the Rumble, you could say the same thing too as well, but the Rumble just because it's you know the Rumble is, is such a big part of the show that it, you know I just feel like that's I don't like Rumbles. I feel like that's just a gimmick match or whatever else, and it's kind of in the way of whatever else they could do um, on the way to WrestleMania. Especially if, uh, since we got back to watching, it felt it feels more like a you know a plot device for WrestleMania than actually a pay-per-view. Um, maybe in retrospect, it always was, and I just didn't feel that way watching as a kid, but it feels like, it felt like that, especially since we got back into watching. But for me, SummerSlam is it, because it's like, this kicks you off. This is like their last big chance to impress and hook people like before going into like fall television and also like before Monday Night Football kicks off and they start getting their ass kicked and like if you have any hope or whatever else, like you got to do something now to have that, you know, to get you pumped up for going through the dog the dog days of the fall and um and winter where you're going up against you know brett Favre and randy moss and Peyton manning and tom brady and you know and now pat mahomes so um yeah just uh i've always had a fondness for it yeah um i always like the cage match brett and owen uh summerslam 94 is fun uh the ladder match round two yep sean and razor always loved that um 96 rock, rock vader is fun yeah, Rock Triple H. Yeah, um, trying to see uh, two thousand the three way match where Kurt Angle's knocked the fuck out. Um, but mm. it was Rock Austin and Angle. Uh, that match is unbelievably good when you find, especially when you find out like, oh yeah, he was concussed almost like the whole time. Yeah, because he just keeps uh, going. 
this keeps 2002 going. SummerSlam. Some argue that's like the best WWE show ever. It's, it's way just up like, there. Way up you there. Know, uh, I watched Angle and Mysterio not too long ago. I think I threw SummerSlam 01 and 02 on like back to back while I was like sleeping one night and mm-hmm. then just woke up and started catching it. And there's a random Ric Flair and Chris Jericho match just on, the, on there. There's like, hmm. there's a bunch of stuff that, that's cool. Like, of course, featuring the Shawn Michaels return um, back to action after, you know, not working a match since 98. Um, as far, as far as the modern uh, kind of ties, I would say like Brian and Cena uh, yep. in 2013. Yep. Like that match is like excellent and incredible. And then on was the same all, card as Brock and, and CM Punk was also equally yeah, awesome. Brock and CM Punk. Yep. yep. Um, and, 2015, um, uh, like basically the last great Undertaker match. Um, him and him and um, Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, well Second to last, I would say the Hell in Cell match after that would probably be it. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Think. Like that was his last gasp. That's the last bit he had for us. He, but then he kept coming out even after that. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I always kind of uh, dug SummerSlam as well. But um, looking for this year, uh, it looks like we got eight matches announced. Uh, that's cool that they announced matches in advance uh, in this promotion now. Wish that would spread, um, but apparently not. Um, so I guess uh, we should talk about uh, the SummerSlam Battle Royal. Um, it's just all the the jabronis are in it, or excuse me, not jabronis. Let me take that back. All the people that they didn't bother to book in anything important or anything like that. And I believe LA Knight is the big favorite in this, um, James. Is this a and- make good because of money in the bank? Look, do you want to keep going, James? Is this a make good for WrestleMania as well? Is, is this a make good for any other show that that he was left off of this year? Yeah, good point. Which is almost damn near all of them. I don't think yeah. he's been on pay per view since the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, as far as uh, you know, anybody could be in a damn Money in a Bank match. But um, yeah, it looks like. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bro, I saw some clip from uh, on Instagram of like apparently he's been like a half dozen different random commercials. Yes, and I was yes. like, wait, what? Like this man was out there getting how he lived for yeah. many years. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dummy, um, getting out how getting how he lived for many years, uh, getting cast in, in a bunch of roles, and yep. um, you know. It, I mean, they act like they can't do nothing with the guy. Like, I, I feel like you can. So, um, I don't know if they'll let him win. But, shit, like, I, I think I would win and let him win and then say, hey, I'd like the U.S. title or something. Like, is that so far beyond the, the pale of, of, you know, reality here? I mean, it would be such an easy make good for their fans to, like, give him the U.S. belt and be like, they, they, they've saved him for the Reign of Terror. That, it has been Austin Theory. It'd be Good such, God. it'd be such a layup. It'd be such a layup. Like you just do it, get over with, people happy because like they finally gave the guy, to, you know, at this point the tertiary title and uh, the men, or actually the, I don't even know what's the, what's, the, what's number four for tertiary. I, I don't even know, but the, like the number four title for the men's single side uh, in the company, and you just move on from there. Like, uh, yeah, like may as well do it if that's what I'm gonna do because it's like. He's, I don't think he's going to go up against against Gunther. I don't think that's going to, you know, that wouldn't go work out well. I don't. I don't, is, I don't. I think that's a what do you call it? I think that's a Styles clash. 
Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick LA Knight. I know some people are talking about Sheamus as well, and um, it's amazing as we we move into this. I'm gonna just jump to Gunther and Drew McIntyre having this match now, and everyone's so excited about it, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, the fucking guy that made the match between both of these guys is Sheamus, and he's like not around, like. Like like what are we doing? Like like what happened to Sheamus? Like winning the title? Like Drew McIntyre got his ass pinned at WrestleMania. I know you got to bring him back uh, because his contract was doing whatever. Which I don't know if he resigned or not. Like no he's here now. Anything. People just have people assume because he came back that he's back, and it's like nah, he's gonna have to come back to run off them dates regardless. Yeah. And um, I'm like, all right. So like, I don't have anything as a match or anything, but I'm like, yeah. all right. As far as the booking, it's like. Where's Sheamus? Like, <laughs> so uh, I think Sheamus is gonna be in that battle royal, but it's like, nah, man. Sheamus was the dude that made this kind of go uh, last time. So, uh, you know, storyline wise, and yeah. you know, kind of match wise, even. So, yeah. Um, I mean, <clears throat> personally, I think any of the combination of three will work excellently together. Um, you know, when they had the WrestleMania match, we all thought like, I would like to see this combination. Any of these three get on, get it on in a singles match, as opposed to this triple threat match. And then they went out there and had one of the best triple threat matches in the history of the promotion. So it didn't matter. Right. Shut up, James, shut up, Rich. Right. So I, I'm fine with any combination of, of them. Keep continuing this on. And also like, you know, there's also the possibility where like, you think about what's going on with Roman Reigns. You think about what's, uh, what, you know, how long the, uh, how many the day count total or whatever it is for for Gunther at this point is like all right he's creeping up there I think he's already second and for long as I see rain I, I don't know how far away he is from Honky Tonk or whatever else but it's like okay if he doesn't get it whatever like this is actually like a real like actual wrestler doing a real legitimate actual not not real legitimate but like doing like matches that actually hold up and aren't just bullshit for heat um, matches or whatever else like he can lose this thing then you could do the Drew and Sheamus thing over that belt you can it's a more personal story and like you can move you can you know move on gunther heat him back up get him to survivor series had let him you know pin three people after big chops if they if you want to and then you know send him off to the rumble to win a rumble or something like that like you can heat that you can get him primed and ready to lose his belt and then upshift him all the way to you know the world or whatever else to get him ready for a big match versus whether it's Seth or is Roman so um I you know I don't see the harm in you know flipping the title right here like because all it does is like get Gunther moved up the car where he should be based off his work and you can do Sheamus in uh McIntyre over the IC belt and make it a personal thing and if you know McIntyre's on his way out you can be like these are your last matches with him go out there and you know whatever you feel like y'all need to go match in the world go out there and do it just don't drop mm-hmm. each other on your on each other's heads yeah e- either way that works for me like whether Sheamus can chase either of these guys because he's had the long chase already against Gunther and yep. just, just constantly came up short um and you know him and Drew they go back years and years right. so um yeah as long as, 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 long as Seamus finished the story we're good yeah um definitely rooting for uh Seamus to to get this whole thing but uh as far as Gunther and McIntyre um you know anytime you know the the two best heavyweight wrestlers in the history of promotion want to <laughs> want to get together on the show and, and and completely blow away the 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 rest of the card in the stadium 
and continually to do it, you know, I'll accept this. Well, we got a you know. super heavyweight. Anybody, anybody that's over 250, because people will be like, what about Brett? What about Sean? Like, shut the fuck up. That's not what we mean. We mean people that are actually big. Like, people, someone that, someone that like, if they're on a football field, will have to put their hand in the dirt or have to line up in a two-point uh, stance and a wide nine. That, that's it. That's what we mean. Anybody that's, that's the size of a, a Von Miller or, or bigger is what we mean. So just, just for clarification, where people lose their minds. Yeah. Um, so that, that should be sensational. Um, so moving on, uh, we got an MMA rules match between Ronda Rousey, who may be in her her last hurrah with WWE, and her bestie, Shayna Baszler. Um, th- this is a match for... A different time, almost. I, I I don't know why Rhea Ripley doesn't have a match here. Uh, this woman never wrestles. Belt? Is she defending her belt since Puerto Rico? Who knows? Um, <laughs> like they just got her, you know, playing China essentially uh, somewhere else on the show. Uh, and to her credit, like you know, she's really over. She's over as fuck, so it's working. But it's still like, hey, you got like, a belt, you don't you know, defend. Like, it's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So we got to watch this MMA rules match with these two. <laughs> and I already know they're going to do the boring type MMA. They're going to be out there trying to roll around on the ground and see all that. No, nah, man, we trying to see some, 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 some lights out, some, some knockouts, some, some, some hand to hand comp. Like they ain't going to do that. They're going to, they're going to go out there and roll around. Like we want to see them doing this and in a work sport, but acting like it's real, like, Oh man, um, Ronda Rousey. This thing's been an abject disaster since she's uh, reappeared in the 2022 Royal Rumble. Uh, never really seen anyone with, with less passion for for wrestling. Uh, comes through on our face clear as day. Um, <laughs> and you know, Sh- Shayna can can get the win over Ronda. Uh, and you know, send her packing, send her to the farm, literally. Yeah, like the the part that's like. Undeniable, undeniable about it when it comes to um, Ronda's second run in the company is that like, just as you said, like a person has no passion for the business is like you're not even saying like what what's not what is up to debate is like whether she had passion for for the business or uh, before because like she was clearly invested the first time. What's not up for debate is like whether or not she has it now because she clearly don't because look at nine day it is the difference is um, it's like it's undisputable like this per like this is like she is you know what she is she is like hey I am James Harden I want to get out of here she has she has she has completely turned it off completely turned it off no 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 because that's not true her physique's the same but as far as like just I'm not trying I'm disengaged I'm out here just fucking off in the middle of it and fucking off possessions that's exactly what she's doing amazing um she, she might start like, getting off in some three you, seconds you're not finna get us on rich you you's finna you's finna get us in some hot water or you finna pull out that james harden fat suit joke <laughs> shit with Ron. nope 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 there's nothing changed about her physique just nothing. like she did back absolutely then. the same yeah you know. it, it's all it's all here it's yeah. all here no yeah you know. psychology off so yep. yeah, man. Um, I mean, they've always wanted to do this match. If any, it, look, if she can't give, if she can't, if she can't, you know, summon what's inside of her to, to do this with her friend after all this time and wanted to do this, and then they all end up in WWE and all that kind of stuff, and people are streaming about this horsewoman shit. Uh, this is the last hurrah for that shit. A, yeah, it? this is the last. This is the last stand. 
it's the last message of any of that yeah. shit. Like, yeah. like the the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen matchups. The yeah. the rest of the MMA horsewomen. Like, Seemingly, this is it. Like, like Michael casket, Jackson casket finish. I mean, unless she unless she, you know she shows up and wants to be a collider, but. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I can't see that one happening. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? Bro, you want to talk about people getting booed? Oh, oh my, God. my God. What a. He, like, no. He might get it the worst on the show. A terrible fit. A terrible fit. Um, But yeah, just. uh, I. I. I, you know. Regardless of whatever I've had with like um, some of her matches and her run in NXT at the end, like I've always like trusted in Shayna as a wrestler. Um, so like that's what I got. If I got any faith in this match, is on Shayna, um, and we'll see what what happens with it. But um, it, it it could it could be bad. It could be, it, but it could also be very good. But we'll see. I, I think it'll be somewhere and just like plotting in the middle. But we'll see. Let's see if Utami taught Shayna a move in in return. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't think that Utami could teach her how to do the start, you know pace like a starting match. They they would scream at them, "Slow down! They're going too damn fast." Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of going fast, we have Ricochet versus Logan Paul in a singles match. Uh, and if you guys have listened to this show for any amount of time, you know I'm big on Logan Paul. Um, so I imagine that this is going to be the sanitized version of Ricochet and Will Osprey um, from years ago. Uh, but that being said, that should probably still be a very excellent match. I saw an angle between them, uh, actually on Twitter tonight. Um, I I'm ready for them to build this promotion around Logan Paul. I think the guy's awesome. Um, uh, he's so entertaining, so funny, doesn't give a fuck because he knows he doesn't, he's not beholden to none of this shit. So he's like, what you going to do? Fire me. Um, <laughs> it's great. Um, and I think they should do a lot of spots and, you know, just, just try to blow our minds a little bit. This is, uh, actually going to be the opener of the show. I believe I want, I think they're going to have a very good match at the worst. Um, I have my concerns because every, every time I look up and see a physical interaction between Ricochet and Logan Paul, it's, it leads to something very stupid. Like, it, awesomely stupid, but also stupid where it's like, somebody got hurt. Like, when they did that double, you know, um, opposite size of the ro- of, uh, of the ring, and they both springboard and, tr- you know, basically slam ball into each other like dummies, they, they kind of got hurt, but whatever. It worked out like a crossbody. It is what it is. When they did the spider money in the bank, when they were supposed to both double um, springboard off the ladder in, into a ladder bridge for a, uh, um, for a Spanish fly or whatever else, and then... Logan Paul fucked up because he's a backyard with no experience and Ricochet still sh- did a shoot um, Spanish fly with that man and, you know, landed, you know, landed on uh, Paul's head on the table. That was also dangerous. I saw the interaction you sent me where like they, you know, they're fighting to get up. Ricochet hits the kicks and he goes to do the, the wall flip kick thing off of uh, Logan Paul's chest. And Logan Paul completely mistimed it. And it's like, if it's, this is, if this isn't Ricochet, you can just you know, flipping the air by himself without the need of, you know, the force of coming off of the, the wall that is Logan Paul's chest. He lands on top of his head. And I'm just like, all right, man, I understand this ricochet. This is, you know, the most, maybe the most gifted flyer ever. 
Um, but y'all asked for a lot for him to go out there and say, hey, you need to go out here and make this guy like a million bucks as he fucks up every other third thing that a guy that watches them, you know, semi-regularly sees. Like, I just hope that Ricochet don't end up dead uh, or hurt uh, trying to carry this guy. Um, I hope Logan Paul uh, just keep it safe and catches keep Ricochet him. from dying. That, That's that, all. I hope Logan Paul catches him. So yeah, that too. Um, At least I mean but, he has caught him, but some of the stuff just like y'all ask him to do stuff that like he ain't been trained enough. He he doesn't have enough reps doing yet, but because Logan Paul just does train for the big moves, baby. Yeah. Yeah, trains for spots first. I remember, I think it was Shawn Michaels on a call talking about, like, they train him differently. They train for spots first with the celebrities. And it's like, that's why their matches are good. And, you know, instead of learning how to work a fucking cravat <laughs> the wrong way anyway, whatever. Oh, man. Um, so we've got a triple threat match. WWE Women's Championship. Um, for This is Asuka, Charlotte, and Bianca Belair. Seems like the annual tradition of some type of three-way match with the women at SummerSlam. Oh, 2018. Um, Remember that one? That was a good one. Um, started a, started a, they made a star on accident. Yeah. The wrong way. <laughs> even, even had no we, idea. Look, even when we wrong, we come up. God damn it. <laughs> Don't worry. It all, it, it all balanced out uh, by the end. So... As they continued and continued to get in their own way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, this thing is very strange. Um, Charlotte has owned Asuka's entire career. Yep. Uh, we, we know that. Uh, Bianca was the champion forever and uh, has just kind of come in as this complainer um, for what I'm gathering. Like, and there's like her and. Charlotte teaming up together, winning matches, having problems. Yeah, Charlotte um, still in tags from her and yeah. getting the win at the last second, still in the win. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, you know, this this should be awesome. Like all the, these three are, you know, they can all work with each other. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of feel like all three are stale as hell. Um, and it's just like, you know, I, you know, obviously, you you will want them to try to do something interesting with Charlotte, but they never do. Um, Bianca, part of the reason she was starting to get turned on is because there's just been kind of a lack of like really a direction, even though she was a champion. Her um, her opponents are only as interesting as the schedule. Yeah, like the calendar. And you know, Oscar like. Putting the belt on Asuka for for me, how I kind of look at it, is like when is like they don't actually see her as a wrestler. Like they see her as like a gimmick. Like it's like putting the belt on Undertaker in the nineties. It's like, oh yeah, they have it or whatever. But you you ultimately just holding this shit until we get that shit back to like Sean or Brett. Oh, it's or a transitional champion, people. basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that so is what like, she's. Yeah, like and no. um I don't. I don't think all of a sudden she showed up in two thousand what fifteen, right? Yeah, and then NXT. Yeah, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. I don't think in year nine they're gonna look and be like, oh yeah, this is this is the one that we've all, that, that that was there all along. And yeah, nah, man, they know she's talented. They don't, and they know that she's you know one of the most charismatic wrestlers they've ever had, uh, from bell to bell in the promotion. They don't care. They don't want to push her because she's an Asian woman. <laughs> and she and for them she, she's too she's aged out of being aged to push push her too with that like she's somebody that they know that like is 
super overqualified to do whatever, and she goes out there and she's super charismatic. She always gets the job done to the best of reasonable expectations. So, like, they decided, like, she did the gimmick change. She's got over again with the new gimmick thing, doing the, you know, the, the, the clown stuff, and, like, gave her another shot, of, another, uh, another shot in the arm, and then they went with this. And, like, I enjoy the shit she does because she's super charismatic. But, um, like, as you mentioned, like, these are people that are, that are now, have been around for a while now. Like, um, Bianca is, you know, she's, ten, she has a bit of tenure now. You know, she's been around for a minute. Um, hey, man, like, I, I may be speaking out of turn here, but, um, you know, I'm looking at all three of these, like, so I feel like someone needs a turn. Like, and why not Bianca? Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. I, I just um, heel, win this belt. It didn't like, you know, go another way with it. You know, the oh y'all and, and have her tap into the real shit. Like, and you know, I've always kind of wanted to see Bianca as a heel and yeah. the big show. So yeah, uh, I, um, I I don't I don't have a problem with that. I just um, you know how it is when it comes to when it comes to them, like. If they don't put the belt on Charlotte, she's probably gonna fuck up. She's probably gonna fuck off until and show back up at Royal Rumble. So who knows? Who knows yeah. what the situation is? Whatever else. Um, but she showed back up. She was like, "Oh yeah, new belt is." T-, and I'm sh- she showed up. They new belt showed up, right? Like that. That was obviously Amazing. that was the fucking gag. That was the heat. It was like her again? Are you fucking serious? So like, yeah. Um, I could very. I could easily quite easily see her winning yeah, this it thing. could just be charlotte and everybody go to hell like yeah yeah, yeah like the no. one thing i don't expect is for oscar to retain <laughs> you know that'd be surprising that would be surprising yeah like it, it, looking at a lot of different patterns like you know the past couple years no matter the promotion it's rare that people lose belts in multi-man matches like three ways or four ways or anything like that usually the champion always retains um this one does not feel as safe for some reason right because it's like <laughs> all right she the only way you can imagine oscar winning is like so one of them has the other one finish and she throws them out and steals the pin that's the only that's the only she's not gonna make one of them tap to a to a to a chicken wing she's not gonna you know uh, or put someone in an arm bar like no nah, that's not gonna happen or at least it's hard for me to imagine it happen also like be wary of like with the arm bar in uh, the chicken wing, like some convoluted finish where like Charlotte hits a, hits a moonsault and it, then it turns to like what happened with Bianca, Rhea and EO uh, in 2020. Like it could be some, not, it could, I could see some nonsense happening. So um, be, be aware of that. So we've got a singles match for the world heavyweight championship, Seth freaking Rollins and Finn Balor rematch of their match from the other month. I believe they had a face-to-face thing where it was just comedy um, because it it like tried to make me like take Seth Rollins serious as a tough guy kind of like it, it was like Balor was dead serious and then Seth was like you know shooting jokes kind of and then he had to drop the jokes because he realized Balor wasn't playing and they sat face-to-face backstage and it was just like this is a complete goofball. Like, I don't buy this for a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been on series for like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. So it's like doing like this Joker thing or whatever. The ha 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it is hard. It Montana is hard out. with that gimmick to take him seriously. Like you know, he still has you know, he still has killer matches almost every hit review. But you know, it's still just one of those things where it's like they gave him that JV belt. Yeah. Like, cool. Um, go out there and have your match. Move on. Oh, and also, there's still the issue with you know with Priest, you know, being on stand by the cash in on them too, which you know that got into the finish last uh, last pay per view. So I'd imagine it something happens with Priest uh, again here. Um, I, I don't think you know Balor's winning. Uh, he's kind of just past that point. It seems like is there kind of he's thank past you. point to win the IC belt. Yeah, I think he's past that point. Damn. Um, Damn. Yeah, he's Damn. he's mm. Damn. Thanks, Edge. Need better days. Appreciate it, Edge. Um What a run. And then yeah, yeah. You know, as far as Rollins, yeah, I, I think Rollins wins here. Hell, he might even thwart the cash in because with judgment day infighting and shit. So mm. Yeah. That could happen. Yeah. Which would be a hell of a um <laughs> In a reward, be like, hold on, y'all threw this shit in the trash two years in a row. This money in the bank, maybe you should abolish it, like I've been calling for. But you know, they'll never do that now. Yeah, it's too big of a show. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. As of this recording, there is no stipulation on this match, but rumors have swirled that could possibly be something like a. Bull rope match. Um, both of their matches have had goofy finishes, which people have tried to explain away. That I immediately noticed as fake jobs. Yep, and um, just these far from reality. Um, like either someone's going to look stupid, or it's going to be completely unbelievable that this would be the finish. I'm like, all right. Brought like the first one, I thought Brock just looked dumb. I'm like, hold on, bro, you you didn't notice you was getting counted? Like what? Right. Like, <laughs> and then um, I this I think the second one, I didn't watch this match. I only heard about it as it was in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Cody then passed out to an arm bar or uh, a Kimura. Mm-hmm. And that utterly confused me. Um, so um, this time, I, I I don't expect a match where someone has to get pinned, <sighs> yeah, or submitted to win. So that gives us a couple options. Gives you a last man standing match, which I doubt <laughs> because Brock did that last year. A ladder match. Yeah, can they put an American flag on the, on, on, yeah. on the top on the pole so they can go get it? Yeah, yeah. Put 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 one of the, put the slave master jacket up there. You know. Oh man. Uh, you know they could do a ladder match. Uh, they could do uh, like speaking of you know that ladder match you liked. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, hold on, what is what is you know? Um, they could do a strap match. To where they touch all four corners or something, um, they could. I'm trying to think, any other, any other uh, Rich, weird. I'm... They they could do a casket match, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now, Rich. After I saw that nasty boy in Ano uh, strap match, I never uh, that basically had the Texas Death uh match rules. I don't want to see another one of those strap matches under that kind of uh rules ever again. Um or not no time soon, definitely for sure. 
But they so like they go out there and do it again. I'm or try to you know do do that. I'd be like, nah, man. I just saw people make this mistake just a month ago. Don't do this. They could do a steel cage match where somebody runs from the other man and wins. Um, so I, I think those are all the stipulations to where people aren't pinned or submitted here. But I feel like we're staring at one of those. Um, what was the suit? What was that? The best Randy Orton John Cena match. It had a stip. Um, I quit match. That that's what I'm talking about. Because I remember there was a part where like Orton uh, had basically incapacitated Cena while he was handcuffed, and then like he had to splash water on him to get him to wake up from being passed out. Uh, yeah, it was a I quit match. I mean. Well, can't do that because Brock would under no circumstance would you ever buy someone saying they do the I quit thing. Like, and honestly, it would be a fake job if you did it because be like, oh, I quit, I'm done. I'm like, wait, what? Right, right. Huh? Uh, yeah. There, I mean, like Cody had to threaten to be like, yeah, I'm gonna squish you with like a damn with the bulldozer like, forklift oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't quit. Yeah. If you don't quit, yeah. I'm gonna bring, crush you. Bring literally. out the fucking heavy machinery again for SummerSlam for Brock. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Yeah. Bring the caterpillar out and, and lift up the goddamn ring again. Why not? We, it's not like it's not like we need actually need the ring to see whatever the cinema is going to be getting on on the main event. Um, you know. they don't need a ring for that. They can just go. They can just do that in the back. Like get better Brock camera can- shots of the facials. Brock can cut to the big screen. He can get on the mic and say, if you don't say you quit, I'm going to blow your bus up. I have dynamite on your bus. <laughs> and I will fucking blow this shit hey, up if you don't look, quit. Look, the funny part about it is, like, given, you know, how they're doing the cost-cutting measures, they might just they might just replay that Austin uh, that Austin dropping the, dropping the shit down and be like, wait, that's not his bus? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not the Cody Express. That's that shit that Vince was in or whatever from like 25 years ago or 20 years ago. Seamus Nova using AI recording of Brock Lesnar saying I quit and play it throughout the speakers. Oh my God. Oh, like the uh, the I quit shit with uh, Rock and uh, Mankind. That'd be funny as fuck. Absolutely sick. Oh, that'd be funny. Um, Yeah, so like this shit has been played with the fake jobs. Some of the angles I've seen with this have been good. Can you imagine if they ran that angle back and did the same thing where, like, you have Foley, you have one of the wrestlers say, I quit, yell it out loud, and then they re- basically replay it, and that's actually a why he quit, and, he, and, that's, and that's like the Dusty Finch, you get a rematch. People be like, bro, if you don't get the fuck out People of my face. People will be fucking furious. Yes, they will. Oh. Especially with the baby face, they like, oh my god. Like, let, let that shit happen to Eddie Kingston and see how that shit works out. Oh my god. If you have Eddie Kingston do that shit, oh my god. People will storm the ring. People will rush the, rush the ring. Oh, nasty, nasty, nasty work. Um, so, I guess I'm going to pick Cody to win, but. You almost got to. You almost got to because it's like, who's going to be around and who isn't? Like, we might not see Brock until Survivor Series or Royal Rumble after this. Or, ne- or really, next Saudi show, really. This has been like the most Brock Lesnar has worked in years this year. Um, January, February, March, like April. And then, you know, went straight through to Puerto Rico and then Saudi Arabia. Man, I've been hearing some nasty rumors, too. About about, Brock? About this. Oh, no. About a man that may be set to return and King of the North has nailed it. Oh, Orton? No. 
uh, people were talking oh, about Bray no, Wyatt. I saw that, and I, I didn't. I didn't. I'm people were talking about Bray Wyatt, and bro, if Cody Rose, if you're Cody, Cody, listen to me. I I know you listen to One Nation Radio, Cody. Um, if they pitch you working with Bray Wyatt over the fall months, they are trying to sabotage you. Stay home. Yep. Literally say, I will not report. I'll yep. be back for the Royal Rumble. I need some time off with the family. Do not yep. do it. Do get not let them do get this a to you. Second opinion on that pack. Yeah, be like you know I. I, I, I've gone. I've wrestled a hard schedule. You know, I'm still getting you used to back. You know, the, the heavy load. You know, I, I was I was working like 13 matches a year before this, and you know, I, I'm just not feeling great. You know, you come up with a phantom injury from from the, from the Brock match. Like, yeah. oh man, I mean, look, I'm just look, not feeling look, it. He, look, Rich, he a pro wrestler. He ain't got to fake nothing. It's the same thing when, when it comes to one of them dudes when they want to shut down. They want to get a trade, and, and the teams are dragging their feet. Hey man, go get that knee checked out. Go get that knee checked out. Go get that back you know. and neck checked out. Tendinitis. Yeah, you know. Yeah, everybody, every wrestler got sten- uh got you know stenosis. All of them, all of them got fucked up necks. Go go get that neck looked at. Yeah, yeah. 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 They they say yeah. that you go you go you go talk to, you go talk to you go talk to, <laughs> talk to your chiropractor and 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 get, and get yourself one of them uh, Roddy Strong neck braces. Yeah, you show up to Monday Night Raw and, and you know you wear. You can even make it. You can make the cast the color of the red, white, and blue. You can get a customized neck cast to go with it. You know you're a showman. Oh man! Look, I, what I, do I would not, like no, under no, any circumstances want to watch Bray Wyatt and Cody Rhodes. Nah, man, never. Thank you. No, nah, what I think is Cody should do is he not. You say get an American flag uh, neck brace. Nah, this is what he needed to. He gets a regular neck brace. Right, and then like in the spot where his neck, where his neck tattoo is covered, you just put the neck tattoo on the logo right over the top of that bitch. So it, it, ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it it ain't, it's covered, but it still will be seen. Let it be known, it's still there. Could he just cut like a hole in it just to, just to show that <laughs> shit right there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Money the bubbles, Zim. like the bubbles in basketball shoes. Oh yeah. man, you stupid. M- Money Zim says you want me to hit a crossroads with turf toe? I'll be in Georgia. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Hey, turf toe ain't no joke. That shit hurts. Um, but yeah, man. All avoid all of it. Avoid all of it, Cody. Like we've seen you get yourself in a situation where we're like, hey bro, avoid this. You decided to drive right into it and it's worked out for the worst. Take our advice. Avoid listen, this at all costs. Listen to your boy. Listen to B. James. Listen to B. Rich. <laughs> <sighs> and then, presumably the main event, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso in something called a tribal combat match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and the recognition of being the tribal chief. It's almost as if they didn't need the title, uh, the, the, t- the three belts for this match because they already had a title on the line any damn way. They literally put the belt and the thing that's like either on par with the belt or above the belt at this point, which is this tribal chief thing, both on the line. 
It's a double title match. Well, really, when you think about it, it's a quadruple title match because it's four fucking, it's three oh, fucking belts plus correct. this shit. Correct. It's the so ne- necklace. It's a necklace plus three different belts. So it's a quadruple title match. So the is, necklace it, is this going to be above like, the world heavyweight championship? Is this the S crown? The S stands for Samoa. Like I, <laughs> that, that's the new shit. Yeah, Roman Roman got the S crown. That's what this yeah. is. Yeah. Well, unless you so, come up with a better one. So the tribal combat match, do do they hang the, the the necklace up and then like is this like a ladder match joint? Is it on a pole match? Ooh, Cody and Brock could do a pole match. What's gonna be on the pole? I made a joke about American flag, but what what, what would really be on the pole? The belt, the J- weight belt? J- Jimmy John sponsorship. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the last time he had I seen those on his shorts. Tim, I I don't know. Yeah. Um but as far as uh Roman and Jay, and also Souls of Coes out there. Uh, and Jimmy. Um, and Paul. And Hayden. Jimmy. And Paul. And who knows who else they pull out um, Whatever here. Whatever other relative they got on deck. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a no-hoper. Um, if Jay Uso won the title, I'd be pretty shocked. Uh, I would be aghast with laughter. Uh, I think it would probably be one of the funniest booking decisions in the history of wrestling. It'd be the goofiest decision, I think. Or not goofy, I'm sorry. It'd be the most shocking decision they've made since they made Jinder their 50th world champion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jey Uso's gotten over. He's He's gotten, you know, much further than most people would have ever um slotted him at right yep and um coverage especially given that like it ain't like he's been perfect in his person it's like you give him every opportunity he'll make the best of it like nah he he's a fuck up just like the rest of them yeah um so if they were to do that it would be it'd be open season on cody it'd be open season on the booking it'd be open season on uh, the entire bloodline Skip thing, and then Drew, like Rich skipped over Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cody Rose to put it on Big J. And he like it would be a Kofi Kingston reign. You already know how it would be. It would be so bad. Like it would be like they, they no would not take him serious. He wouldn't beat anybody. He wouldn't beat a Randy Orton. Or anybody that it just be just going through and and then like I guess oh my god is this how we set up to get the the last the final and last Brock versus Roman match at WrestleMania? <laughs> I mean the Roman Reigns babyface turn is coming at it, some it point. It's definitely coming. So um, this whole thing is like all right with Jay. It's like I don't know what he could possibly do in the future with this thing. Um, but like, let's, let's go down the, the odd road of him actually being the champion. Right. It's yeah. like, what happens to the rest of the act? Like, oh, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I mean, we have, we've, we've seen, we've seen this before. Put a title on someone they don't really buy as being the money guy. It, it going right into football season. It has to go up against Monday night football and like you know the Friday night uh, NBA uh, eight o'clock games or whatever else. 
and the ratings get bad or whatever else and daylight savings come or there's no daylight savings uh going forward but like in the history there would be and then like the, you know the times might be weird and funny looking at you crazy like it's your fault you start pressing you start feeling that you know the anxiety all that kind of stuff and then they slip the rug from under you they take the butt off of you to get ready for the road to wrestlemania that's how that shit always goes ask Big E, happened to him just happened to him a couple years ago they, yeah. they love putting the belt on somebody they don't actually really want to push when it's not the money, when it's the down cycle on the way back to ramp up towards WrestleMania. They love doing that. Because yeah. he's like, see, we gave you what you want. No, you didn't. You asshole. <laughs> you're being slick. You think you're slick. You're not. Yeah, but what the fuck is a tribal combat match? Um, I, I, f- I feel like so- something real racist uh, could, could be happening Like as far as like, you know, are these what are these brothers gonna be hitting each other with? I seem to recall a Nigerian drum fight before yeah. James. Yes, there was a Nigerian drum fight. Yes, there the the the, the tempting for racism is very high in this match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. Um. Yeah, man, just. I don't know what look. I, I obviously this match ain't for either one of us. Like, cause it's not Absolutely gonna be, no it's hope. not gonna be pro wrestling, or whatever it is. Like, it's gonna oh be a lot God, of. It's I didn't be a even lot think of, about that part of it. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's a Roman Reigns title match. Of course, brother. that's you, the whole match. Like, yeah, they're gonna be. Yeah. They're gonna this be is, unloading this is, dialogue. This is, this on is each a other. cinematic match. It's happening oh in front of God. people and it's live, and there's no and there's no like you know editing done to it because it's live. But yeah, brother, this is Bro, this is a cinematic match. I have hated these matches more than the slow down like CM Punk matches that I've seen. Um, I think these have been a complete subversion of the medium. I think these matches have been bad for wrestling um, because of the influence it's likely to uh, have in this company and beyond it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like, what happened to the art form of people hopping in a ring and physically telling the stories? Not verbally telling the stories, physically telling the stories. We're not talking about a line or two of shit talk. We're talking about audibly yelling the story beats at each other. And it's just like, uh, it, it's, it's just not wrestling as you know, as we've we've talked many times about this you know what i think like this might be unfair um but i think a lot of <clears throat> i think a lot of this has come from like the downtime people had and roman came back a lot of this came back to like all right like i'm with the kids like i've been watching some Di- i've been watching i got the disney plus i've been watching a lot of these marvel movies and a lot of Marvel movies, like, it's really fun action and stuff. But in the meantime, between time, because it's a movie, people, you know, the bad guys say, basically tell the story during the, during the, the third act big battle or whatever else, right? Um, and I think, you know, not just saying it's just Marvel, but, like, that's all, you know, superhero movies at this point. But I feel like wherever it's got, I feel like there's got to be some connection to that. Where it's like, but the thing is, like, yo, um... I ain't yet to see like the uh, uh, Captain American Civil War like uh, airplane hangar 
like fight, fight scene that's like blows your fucking mind. I've yet to see like the you know everybody comes back after the snap uh, to go fight the final battle of an in-game level fight scene or, or you know call to arms. I ain't seen none of that out of out of the big dogs matches, out of the Tribal Chiefs matches. I just see like, yay, this thing goes like 25, 30 minutes. And thing only like gives you like five minutes quality the rest of the rest is standing around punt throwing punches and while someone's laying down you basically trash talk and tell your your side of your your, your uh perspective on why y'all are here and then the other person comes back and fights back and then he, they give their perspective why they're here and then and then you know it goes for like twenty minutes like so or twenty five minutes and then you get five minutes of actual action and then you get the fuck out of there with somebody fucking you over. So we are going to see every Samoan in the history of this company that can still walk to the uh, ring, except for one. Except for one, yeah, yeah, yeah except for one. And he a might show up. Before. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rikishi may come out there wearing Rikishi, the, the, the double leather on can, you boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the proto Averix. <laughs> yes, yes. The double leather, the leather top and pants. Um. Now you. I, I have to look back in them years. Was 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 was, was he an unofficial Rough Rider? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's. I don't know if he actually. Absolutely. I'm not saying he was, but that's definitely what the fuck he was going for. That was the aesthetic he was going for. He doesn't even have the gloves, but that's what he was going for. Yes, the shiny, the shininess. You know, um, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, SummerSlam uh, 2023 preview, uh, which is actually head to head with Collision, uh, coming up this yeah. Saturday. Did they punt on Collision? No. Next week is what Ricky Starks for CM Punk, right? Yeah. Okay, they didn't punt. Okay, I would have punted. Like, nah, no thanks. But if I look, if I was big CM, I, you know, I'd be out here, you know, doing doing all all sorts of stuff. Right, I'd be like, nah, nah, nah. We'll wait till next week. We'll, we'll say that for next week. If, if, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, you take this, your ass back out there. Yeah, it is. Go, go wrestle. Right. Look, hey, hey, hey. You get another hour wrestling match. You go Yo, wrestle. Give another hour. hour. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go out there. Three out of five. Three out of five yeah. balls. Yeah. You know, bring bring Jay White out there with you. Yeah. You know? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 
10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro, easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Um, but yeah, let's start with, uh, well, let's go to AW. Um, we had a big week last week and then rolling into this week. Of course, this week is um, Dynamite 200 uh, in Tampa, yeah. which, you know, at one point I thought was not possible. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, as far as, uh, you know, let's get, let's talk about this, uh, whole thing. So we opened last week, uh, with Orange Cassidy versus AR Fox for the international title. And man, I thought this entire presentation with the video package showing the school, like I thought the video package was awesome. Um, talking about having Darby like kind of narrate like what AR Fox is kind of meant to him, showing the wrestling schools. They talked about Darby uh, going to live with AR Fox for free of charge because Fox believed in him so much, and um, he was <laughs> living in garages, essentially uh, car garages in his car. And Darby keeps <laughs> buddy of ours pointed this out. Uh, shout out to Doctor Larry. He's like Darby's kind of had a funny character late, lately, telling all these black men they can do better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but I seen. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. He has the Keith Lee, Swerve, uh, Ar Fox. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of strange, you know, yeah. for, for this baby face. I, I think somebody should um tell him to cool down on that before people notice. Um, but uh, as far that that leads us into you know, Darby advocating to get Ar Fox a shot. Um, and Ar Fox gets a shot at Orange Cassidy, and these two go out there and rip it down. Um, this was, I think, you know. This is a standout match uh, for for both of these guys. Uh, I didn't expect the title to change here, but this whole thing ended up being the first thread throughout the night, like of um, you know things to come. Uh, I, I thought this was excellent. Yeah, I, I I really have enjoyed what they've let Swerve or what they've built to with Swerve on like Dynamites, where like he'll interfere in a match or he'll have something happen early in a match to set to build towards whatever is happening or what is going to be you know the ending result of whatever happens in this match later in the show. Um, it's happened twice in like the last month, um, so like I've really enjoyed that. It it, it, it makes the show feel like cinematic like you're watching a whole thing as opposed to just like when people when they talk about you know they don't tell stories it's like well they told story throughout the whole show right with people and i really like when they did this when they've done this with swerve of late so yeah um but getting back to the first part of the the swerve thing is like yeah this match was great um this is one of this is one of 
to say this is like a big deal. This is one of Orange Cassidy's best matches of the year. And he, this is a dude that has gone out there and basically go out there and go get three and a half, four, four and a quarter, you know, whatever you need, basically like three weeks out of every four um, all year. Um, you know, we don't and have a Iron television. Like, we don't have a television. T- we don't have a best, most outstanding television wrestler thing or whatever else, but he would have to be it. Yeah. Like, unless, unless you know, just based off the, the strength of the, the, just the pure numbers of it, like he's killing like he, I was saying to you, like he has like the cage match this year of like, of like a stardom main eventer of just like going out there on the house shows and the road twos and this guy having to go get three and a half like every fucking weekend or two times every weekend, like it's nuts. Um, like I'm not saying he's you know he's Kenny Omega because obviously Kenny Omega has the high end is so much higher, but like just as far as like the number of quality <laughs> matches he's had this year has been you know like really impressive. It's one of the best. It's got to be one of the best runs in the history of major uh, uh, American pro wrestling television. Um, so for him to go out there uh, with or, with uh, AR Fox and have one of the his best matches um, was really impressive in like. You know, every time we see Aaron Fox, he, he gets over, he, he he does his stuff, he has really fun matches, and it's like, we like, everybody pretty much likes him and is f- kind of familiar at this point, but like, they haven't had a reason to care outside of, they know they're going to get a quality match. And now, uh, this is like, finally give you the reason to care, and like, I, I think he could be a player. Like, I, or let me phrase that. I feel like he could be a featured act at this point. As opposed to someone that comes in and is like the person that comes in and has a cool match. I think like if you get people to care, like he could be a, a bit of a, um, mainstay, like an actual foundation, not foundational, like a, a solid piece on the roster. Uh, Ar Fox, they definitely should come up with um, you know, they should definitely sell Ar Fox do rags. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's just you know if he's gonna do these moves and be wearing the, the do rag and all that, like nah, man, we need to merchandise this. We need every color. We need one that says A and then R on it. Like we need all that shit. Like it, it, to start, you know, you know, it generating this yen, you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, definitely, um, you know, go out of your way to see this match if you didn't. Um, Rich. this all, you know, kind of what's up No, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll follow behind you. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, um, this like, um, you know, you know, uh, leads to orange Cassidy putting the sunglasses on AR Fox as he's done to many other opponents to yes. show his respect. I knew something was, was a miss immediately. Cause it was it, it, like Fox had to look like, nah, it ain't going down like this. Takes the glasses off, breaks them, uh, blasts orange Cassidy. And then Darby Allen runs down and asks Fox what he did. Uh, he says, you know, this is an embarrassment for you. Just take the loss. Uh, and, you know, Aaron was like, it's a mistake, whatever. And then, you know, he runs to the back and Darby's just yelling at this guy or whatever. He said, you know, I vouch for you. You know, I did all this stuff for you and everything like that. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, heel turn for AR Fox, like right there. And we would come back to him later on yeah and then, so before you move on to that i just want to say yeah. like what you just mentioned as far as uh ar fox like selling do-rags like that could be the most potentially problematic thing to have in do-rags since eminem <laughs> look man we can't we can't know like look what 
what are you putting the do rag on for? What are you trying to accomplish? Like the like the do rag is utilitarian. It's for a purpose. It's a tool. We when white people have the do rag, it 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 does serve a purpose. Well, you, you can't get waves. That's how that works. Correct. Correct. Uh, so this this is strictly they're gonna have to imagine the waves. Imagine, imagine the waves. The waves. You, you gotta sell the hope, James. You gotta sell the hope behind uh, of like you know maybe you too like AR Fox can be athletic like AR Fox is when you wear the do rag. You gotta sell other things, James. Well, you gotta sell. You're the, selling the lifestyle. You gotta sell the now, entire experience of the do rag, James. You can't just limit yourself to to one waves because James. What if I wanted to buy you the AR Fox do rag? That would be hilarious. Because- exactly. What? <laughs> you know, Wasabi King. Ricky Starks needs the AR Fox do rag. I think he. I think he has a similar problem that AR Fox has a do rag. He's like, you can wear that do rag as long as you want. <laughs> you can wear that. You and your you and your quote unquote good ass hair can't get waves. Deal with it. It's over. Ian Riccoboni will be gotta a have, look, gotta have the hair, got to have hair. Hold on, fuck. I'm getting these jokes off. Gotta have hair two inches long to get waves. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gotta keep that shit. shit gotta shit that shit super dark. All of a sudden, like you like you got bangs. I look like Darren Williams. Man, oh well, yeah, man. You, you, as far as the do rags go, you gotta you gotta sell the experience, the lifestyle of of, of the do rag, the hope behind 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 the waves. Uh, you know. Why not? You know, <laughs> Ian Riccoboni. I'm just looking at this, the chat. <laughs> Seamus Nova said Ian Riccoboni would be a day one purchaser of the AR Fox Two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we also need to get a do rag. You, you talked about this off air, but uh, we need to get Action Edge ready to do rag. <laughs> I, I didn't look closely at the hair until you mentioned it. I'm like. Oh yeah, I, that's I always I always looked at it. I, I was saw like, it was curly. I didn't see how what kind of curly it was. And I saw uh, on the collision. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, hey, you might need to get you us. a do rag. Yeah, you might need to get you a do rag. That ain't a as tan. A, look, Ashton and Jaredy, he's with us. Remember <laughs> that. That ain't a tan. Um, <laughs> that man is passing in public. That man is Carrie Laking. Amazing. Um, after that, so Orange Cassidy's standing up, and all of a sudden, John Moxley appears out of nowhere and gives him a lariat and a death rider. Yep. It's like, bro, like, he's just angry. Like, it just. <laughs> so, BCC all over this show, uh, yeah. also. Uh, we go to the back. Um, they have cut to Jericho, uh, Don Callis, Renee. Uh, Renee says Callis requested time to speak to Jericho. Callis says he's made you know arrangements for him and you know to catch the team up, and you know Jericho said he's willing to do it. And he's like, Callis is like, good, because you guys are gonna be fighting Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Nasty, nasty, nasty moments here uh, yeah. from, from Don Callis as he continues to uh, remember that old ludicrous song. How low can you go? He just thinks. <laughs> He just sinks, just sinks lower and lower and lower into the bag of scum. Um, and he, uh, Jericho's kind of unsure about that match. And then Cows is like, nah, man, uh, didn't you say you wanted these guys to grow? Let, let's see it. And then he pulls out a fucking oil painting of himself with long hair, Jericho Young with long hair and the body. 
they're both shirtless and then bad news Alan sitting above them like he's a godlike figure smiling I've <laughs> never seen bad news Alan smile so I was like what the fuck is this it was funny cause like I didn't think about that until you mentioned it I was like you're right I don't recall ever seeing that man crying a smile his name what shit funny is that? bad news <laughs> Uh yeah, this was great. This is great. It was um, it was look uh, what is the what is the thing that goes around on Twitter? You see every like month or so, like who's the messiest bitch you know, or think about yeah. the messiest bitch you know. It's a man, isn't it? And I was like, oh, that is that is t- today's man <laughs> was Don Callis. Just 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 a mess. Just sick. getting straight Absolutely to the shit. Sick. St- sticking oh. the knife in definitely. So we got backstage Claudio Castanoli and Willard Yuta. Glad to see that that young man's alive still after you know the bitch was choked to death <laughs> on national television. Uh Castanoli then told the locker room, don't mess with the BCC. Told Pac, you know, all that shit you tried at Death Before Dishonor, that was the beginning. Mosley w- walks in, says, you know, the Lucha Brothers and best friends are gonna pay for Pac's mistake later tonight. After that, they cut back to Tony Schiavone. Jack Perry's out there. And man, boy, oh boy, do I got to, uh, am I tired of old shit? And here we go. Um, Perry came down. uh, Schiavone asked him about, you know, the negative fan response following his recent win of the FTW title. Uh, You know, Jack said he beat Hook, and Hook went home because he couldn't hang with the big boys. Said, you know, when he when he won the championship, he didn't mean the FTW championship. He says the title, you know, was created in a second-class company, despite the fact that it's not really recognized. It became a big deal when he catapulted it. So I'm the greatest wrestler that's come within 100 feet of this belt. I popped. I thought that line was hard. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I liked everything about this promo, too. I saw what, the, what it was going to lead to. He's um. Then he turns and points to Taz. Essentially, was like, "Y'all would have whooped you and all your friends back in the day." The smirk um, Taz gave where it's like, "Man, we would have beat you to sleep." <laughs> that just had me scream because it's like he he can't do nothing now, but he knows like, man, they would have beat the fuck out of Jack Perry to beat this pretty boy asshole up. Oh, it was so good. Then all of a sudden, Jerry Lynn comes to the ring. I'm yep. like, "What the fuck is yep. Jerry Lynn doing?" Here? Yep. No, once like, he came oh, out, I was like, no. no. I was like, no. Yeah. I, was like, I don't care about EC right. fuck ECW, right. man. Like I like like Jack they so, uh, uh Jerry Lynn gives he said, you know, himself and his colleagues paved the way without us, there is no jungle boy. I'm like, that's not true at all. Like he's not a direct influence on Jungle Boy at all. Like there there's nothing that ECW did that affected how Jack Perry did moves in any way in the wrestling business in 2023. Not, not, not a thing. Like the, I think at this point, the only way the ECW thing would have worked is if like it had been time. I, I think Chris Jericho's turning babyface off all off the back of all this stuff with um with Callis, right? After it all goes shit, right? Of course, what I mean. Like mm-hmm. if they had saved this for like two months. And then you do Jericho versus Jack Perry, and Jericho's going to come out on behalf of ECW. Then it works because, you know, Jericho can still go. We still see Look, Jericho all the time. And, and, and James, go ahead. 
Chris Jericho, not only the, you know, former, you know, there are also people like former EC, ECW champion Paul White that's around, you know, former ECW champion Christian Cage is around, former <sighs> ECW champion CM Punk that's around. Lots of ECW alumni here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, I, but I'm just saying, like, that feel like it's a person that's appropriate for this if you're going to do this. Like, with Jerry Lynn, obviously, he's been backstage for, since the beginning, I believe. Yeah, but it's just like, I think they've only done, like, one thing with Jerry Lynn on screens, like, in the Jericho whole time. tombstoned him. Right. And it's like. I'm like, can Jerry Lynn still wrestle? Right. That's what I'm on. It's like, is he clear to actually do stuff? Or am I going to be, or is this going to be like, you know, a, you know, a training wheels match? So, you know, let, let's go through, you know, let, let's, I'm gonna, oh, I got the list here of, uh, of, of former ECW champions. Oh God, this man finna go through this fucking WWECW shit. Go ahead. <laughs> you want to talk about Bobby Lashley? Jesus Christ. He, I, yeah, he can't quite show up. Sabu just showed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe the Sandman can can come in. Am uh, I the only one that is surprised every time I hear the Sandman still alive? I, <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, like surprised with anybody. For like every year, I hear that he's alive, and I'm always like, I know he's. Al- I I never heard that he passed, but I'm still surprised he's still alive. Am I an asshole? Answers yes, but yeah, am I an asshole? You know, Tommy Dreamer. You know, can can, can come see Jack Perry about it. Is he still do New England wrestling? Pretty sure he does. Yeah. Um. You know, they brought Jerry Lynn out. Where is the Rhino? Where is the Rhino? Yeah. There's Rob Van Dam. A lot of people are talking about him. Rob, it, look, if Sabu's gonna show up on, UC, on AEW eventually, then RVD needs to as well. I mean, he was look, on he look, was on that Noah show. Uh, was that last year? No, that was last year. That was last summer. Look, the, um, a new signee of the company, John Morrison, the former ECW champion, can, can come out and confront and stand up for the extreme. You know, Chavo Guerrero can show up and, and, and see and see about it. You know. Jake Hager, you know, he was the ECW champion. All right, we get the gist. Let's move on. Fuck. Like, <laughs> Bottom line, fuck ECW. I don't care. Oh. I, just, I just wish they had picked somebody else. That's all. That's all. Oh, man. Because, um, like, I mean, that RBD music, I believe, I, I'm not exactly sure if that's uh, similar to, like, the Jeff Hardy music. Where it's like, uh-huh. it's still the same music, but like, if it is, and I think it is because he ran it at Noah, but then again, Noah just run anybody, they'll, you know, they play fucking Final Countdown for Muda. But, oh, yeah, if, no, it, no but if it is, like, you play that, the roof would have blown off that fucking place. Uh, they had brought him out there to uh, face Jungle Boy. Then we got Pack versus Gravity. And after, you know, it set in that it, uh, the joke, I. I got nothing out of this match. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was just there. Yeah, it was really awkward at the beginning because it was, you, Pac was doing the "you forgot me" stuff, and I'm like, it's one thing to 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 book it as the joke, but it's one thing for 
a person that's packed care to actually play into it. It didn't work for me. Also, like you can tell that like gravity is not that experienced. Like somebody that will be a prospect, the more reps he gets, but like is not that experienced yet. Um, so I enjoy pack, you know, putting the beats to, on him. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, nothing. Get more reps. See or see what happens when whatever him and Bandito tag together. But it might be a nice little tag team. Like he, he has, I like he see has what a they cool do kind team. of. He has a cool mask. He, he has, has a great cool gear. kind of thing. Great gear. Yeah. Really good look. Gear. Obviously he's young. Like the slow walking thing. Yeah. Like he's the, got something yeah, to kind of connect thing. with people. Yeah. He has to get over first for, for that to work. Once he gets over, once he has like a couple banger matches or whatever else starts doing that, people pop for it all the time. Yep. They're not familiar with that's all. So we then got a video last week uh, with MJF and Adam Cole after winning the Eliminator Tournament and James. MJF decided to tune FTR ball the fuck up in this promo here. This is this is nice work. This is really good work going at, given what we what we you know ended up happening um on collision. Like they're gonna have a they're gonna have a title match and it should be very good. Um MJF spoke for us all, Wasabi <sighs> King. Uh, said he was tired of this Yosemite Sam looking motherfucker that uh, basically just comes out here and he talks about his wife and his kids and, and everything. So he's going to take his fist and punch him in the so hard in the face uh, that he's going to cough up CM Punk's jock strap and you can hear the whole crowd gasp. I fucking howled. Oh man, that was that was therapeutic almost. Don't forget um, the Dak accent. You mean the Dak accent? Yes. Yes, the Daxent, exactly. Um, and it, and literally, he proves, like, minutes later, yeah. uh, FTR promo plays. It did, like... Well, obviously, there, it's all working in conjunction together to get the heat for the thing and then get the heat for the, the you know, the the uh, finish at, on Saturday to lead to the what should be a title match because he pinned the champion. Yeah. I, I don't think... I think it worked all well. I thought it was... Say again? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna do a title match. If you pin a, it's AEW. If you pin the fucking uh, champion in a match, you should get a title match. That's how it's always worked. Am I wrong here? I. We will get to it, but that was that was odd. Um, <laughs> that that whole finish and then the post match, those two things together were like, huh. So. From there, um, the got the video of FTR, as I mentioned, respond to MJF's comments. Um, Cash keeps it a lot more short and sweet. It's yep. normal or everyone likes Cash. Cash doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't, doesn't randomly start a podcast and, you know, completely undermine the entire promotion. And he doesn't do those things. So, <laughs> um, then we got Swerve versus Darby, and I think this might be the best match they've um, that they've done in AEW. I uh, think so too. Each other, yeah. that's great. Um, this was this was electric. Uh, these guys got, woke Albany up. Uh, Albany is a crowd normally that's asleep. That this isn't necessarily a, uh, a AEW friendly crowd, um, you know, at least historically. And these guys came out there and went for it. Talking like you know, like the attitude adjustment style moves, Death Valley moves on the apron, 
swore running up the steps outside the ring, giving him the big kick. Yep, great camera uh, shot for that too. Yeah, this whole thing was just like catching him in the, with a knee midair uh, yep. as Darby does a dives. Uh, this whole thing was like this was awesome. Great near falls all over this thing, uh, and this was just like, yep, this is what we what we've been waiting for. Uh, and I think if you start counting up all these matches, and and Swerve got another win here uh, after the Nick Wayne one, but he's also kind of like, um, like I don't think he's had obviously the exposure of of Orange Cassidy, but mm-hmm. Swerve like through being on TV and he did like you know a lot of you know he lost to a lot of guys, but. In losing, he was able to start getting over more and like yeah. just working matches and like really like establishing, you know, his character and um, everything that's like you know, uh, like as far as like you know, hey, when he's advertised for something, like you know, it's gonna be good. Like right. he's he's finding right. himself right now, right? And um, they do the run in at the end, and it makes sense because like, oh yes, they're setting up a unit or whatever. Right. A hooded figure appears. And um, A.R. Fox, you know, who we later find out, you know, he, he basically attacks uh, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne's out there. Um, he, he is like taken out. Uh, Fox attacks Darby, rolls Darby back in. Uh, Darby, I believe, gets the JML, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then um, Swerve gets the pin. And then all of a sudden, the unmasked uh, A.R. Fox joining Mogul Embassy. It's Nino Brown. It's G Money. It's the Carter, you know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is, uh, I, I like the look of it because, um, I have been, when I was looking at mogul affiliates, when it first started, uh, it was swerving the white boys or whatever. I was like, all right, we need somebody else in there that can work that, that can either, you know, be a tagging partner that can either protect swerve or like, you know, is a either a heater or somebody that can, you know, do falls or something like that. Fox could be both. Um, and, you know, obviously these guys have a long history. Right. Wrestle each other in the beginning of the year. Wrestle each other in Lucha Underground. Yep. This whole thing, you know, setting up with uh, Fox's school, the Buddy Wayne Academy. Like all these things are converging. Like there's so many cool threads to pull on here. And I think they're going to hit all of them. I had no idea about this turn coming like i i knew there was a new member eventually gonna join uh because like there's a lot of hijinks going on with like bill and cage and you don't quite know all the affiliations but for the mogul embassy to really take off i felt like they did have to add more members and fox is a perfect guy perfect guy yeah. like to put with swerve because I, it's like all right yeah they fought before but it's like they don't fought each other. They trust each other, I would imagine. And they're like, fuck it. Let's get to it. And um, this whole thing is like, man, there could be more people, um, you know, joining. Who knows? So yeah. uh, I'm really into this. So Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Um, like, you know, I think once he turned on, like, because of what happened with um, – that Swerve Nick Wayne match and and mm-hmm. Swerve get involved uh, earlier in the show with Darby uh, a couple weeks ago. Like once Ar Fox you know punched out um, Cassidy and then you know like walked away from Darby. I was like, huh? Are they gonna is is Ar Fox like gonna join Mogul Affiliates? 
And then sure enough, he, the first see a hooded person come out. I was like, oh, that's that's Fox. Is, is that, so they're doing exactly what I thought they were doing. So I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoy what um what, what Swerve has done uh this year. And I'm interested to see what he has going forward. And like I really enjoy the part where it's like he has smoked with a lot of the most likable guys in the on the roster. Um so like he he can he can wrestle, you know, Orange Cassidy forever, he can wrestle Darby forever. Nick Wayne is somebody that's gonna be around for a while. He's always gonna have Nick Wayne's always gonna have that big win to chase with him. Um so like maybe he's not I feel like for the quote unquote mid card of AEW, like I feel like he's doing as well as bad as anyone, uh, from the hillside. Like because there's a lot of heels, yeah. But I'm not. I'm saying it's like a mid car guy, like below, you know, below Jericho, below um, MJF or whatever else. Like, I feel like he's doing as well as just about anybody. So from the quality to work to like the people he's had programs with, the things he can still do in the future. Because like, bro, look, I understand it's been it's point eight fucking months. They can still do a Keith Lee match. <laughs> they can still do it. Uh, so yeah, like there's um there's a lot of stuff for him to get into, <clears throat> and also like I mean that's still at play because you know Darby ta- as you mentioned he has his con- he you know this young dude is having these conversations with these uh with these black men, and I always do a Keith Lee and Darby versus like Ar Fox and and Swerve match. They can always do that. Darby and Nick Wayne against Ar Fox and. <laughs> Swerve like they, right. they do a death match with them them for a good a job. trios match a trios match yeah. you throw in cage yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of combos there so uh, we go backstage uh, we see Jericho uh, with with Menard uh, Parker Tay Mello with the baby and uh, Anna J A S and he basically asks you know how how the, the daughter's doing she said oh it's, it's good but what what's going on with you. Uh, you know, and then Parker, you know, comes in, pulls the comb out, and you think he's gonna hand him the comb. He's like, "No, I'm not right. giving you the comb." Yeah. Um, they say you gave it to me, and he pulls it back. So I'm not ready to give it back. And then he starts talking about his doubts with Jericho and uh, Anna Jay. Said, "Fuck all this. I'm I'm gonna just you know keep it a buck with you." Said, first of all, you're selfish, and you never appreciated the group despite us appreciating you." Uh, he said, until then, you know, so you figure all your shit out. We can't give you a hundred percent. She walks off with with uh, uh, Mello and Parker. Um, Matt Menard's there, left with him because he loves this fucking guy. And Jericho asks him, you know, do, do you think it's easy? And Menard tells him it is. Tells him to figure out his shit and do it fast. So. <sighs> I don't know where this is going, but it's. Uh, I think it's leading. To- I, I think it's leading towards like a redemption arc for Jericho. Like he, the you know the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society. Like he's going to fall for stoop for for Callus's manipulation, and then obviously you know was floating around for all for Wembley, him and Osprey or whatever else. You know <laughs> that like Callus is going to be involved in that. So I imagine it like. You know, it's not going to work out between those two. There's a way to get Jericho back, babyface. There's a way to get the entire faction when they when Jericho goes the, the long way around to get redemption with all those guys, and everybody can they can turn to the you know, like almost like Dark Order was you know, um, with Hangman, where it's like they're they're lovable now because obviously you can like them, um, and like you can go forward from that on the other end and spend the whole like you know last half of the year like with Jericho trying to like get these guys you know for for Jericho to appreciate the society 
right? So amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Jericho. When Jericho turns baby face, like he does everything that I ask people to do when they're when they're when they're shit bag heels forever. Like when he when Inner Circle turned baby face, he's like, "Look, man, we handled the shit wrong. We apologize." And you know, like that's the, that's a simple way to just get people to like you after they apologizing for the bullshit you do. Like, not everybody is as talented as MJF where you just be like, "I can go heel baby face on a drop of a dime," and people will cheer or boo regardless without being like, "Hey, bro, what about the what about the the people's lives you ruined? You asshole." People don't care about it with MJF because he's too much. He's too he's so unserious to even like take seriously with any of this stuff. James, I gotta bring back the Zoom for a minute. Okay. <sighs> Zoom. When Jake Hager puts this fucking hat back on, you want to talk about cinema. <laughs> Don't ever fucking count out Chris Jericho. Oh my Don't God. Don't do it. Oh, um, man. So up next, we got Britt Baker versus Taya Valkyrie. And brother. Um, take it away, James. I don't. <laughs> I This was so This was like five days ago. So I don't really remember. I just remember like I remember this match stunk. And I, I saw it early that this was stinking. Like before they went to commercial break, I was like, oh, this this is this is rotten. And then they came back from commercial break and the crowd was ready to die on this till the near falls came and then they woke up a little bit, but I was still and they were still fucking stuff up and I was like, yo, this match is not good. Um Taya has yet to impress most people I've talked to um since she's came to AW from Bell to Bell. They like her presentation, they like the way she carries herself and her presence and all that, but like once the bell rings all the compliments people have go away. Um Britt, that being said, I thought Britt was worse than her in this match. Um, I thought that, like, you know, Britt has his bad tendency, and Julia has a tendency too, but Julia also is a way different level of wrestler, so she get away with it. Where, like, she breaks into bad body language that doesn't feel like it's actually, that feels like disconnected from actually selling pain and anguish and exhaustion during matches. Like, just mm-hmm. bad posture. And, like, the bad posture was be her is her version of selling it is not actually good it is kind of jars you and or actually pulls you out in the match when you watch her brit i'm talking about so that was happening but like that's her usual so it's fine um she, she kind of hides that when she's in the tag matches why her tag matches have been so have, that's why her match has been better when she's been in tags with jamie because she has to sell less um but there was this missed time stuff left and right where like she's supposed to be going up for the you know the tease of the uh, glam slam I forgot what Ty calls it but or jaded uh, more more recent name for the move and like Brit like I I don't know she was trying to get a hand escape or do some type of hand stuff to get out of it and they fell both you know Brit fell on her face Brit or Ty fell on her ass and laughed and basically like got on top of her and did ground and pound it looked terrible. And they moved on. And then later in the match, they tried it again. And they fucked that up again, too. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, Britt also missed a super kick by, like, half a foot. But it, but it's one of those things where, like, you miss by half a foot. But, like, the camera angle made it look worse than actually, than worse than actual miss. Because like, <laughs> oh, they, yeah. they, they were zoomed in. Like, they were, it, like, it was on a floor camera. It was just on from the, the, the hard camera. It wouldn't look, looked as bad. Because we've seen people miss super kicks from the hard camera. 
it looked worse. Um, it was just a mess. It was a mess. It's one of those things where it's like they going through it. They and I'm sure they watch it or they feeling it that this is the shits and like they just just got to get it over with and get to the back. Um, yeah, yeah, these two had definitely had a rough night for sure. Um, I I don't think either would. <laughs> would come out here and tell you this was their best performance or anything like that. Uh, it seems like this match kind of became a microcosm to take out every issue that people have had with the AEW women's division Yeah, um, on it or take it out on this match. Like, um, and I, I think a lot of people were being like unnecessarily mean to Taya and Britt um and you know Britt started firing back at people ty came out with like essentially the the get off my back tweet the nice uh version of it and um yeah i just kind of felt bad for him i was like all right man uh, people acting like they never seen a bad match before because like i got news for you. you there's a lot of bad matches to pick from from the aw women's division like and the 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 outsides were the, the response seemed bigger obviously because of you know who both of these ladies are um and it's just like you know there's a lot of camps uh that make up the 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 people that don't fuck with Britt Baker uh Taya doesn't necessarily like Taya is weird because like you have I think a loud section of people that I think support her and tell and say she's really good and everything like that then there's almost like this equal opposite People like community that James talk about people like they're just never impressed with her that don't do anything. I'm I'm kind of in the middle on her, so I'm like eh, I don't you know whatever. But um, I don't I don't. Up until this match, I have always been like eh, just eh with her, right? She's f- like she's fine. Like I just say she's fine and leave it at that. Um, this is the first match where I was like, yo, this is just outright bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so but, like this whole thing was like, it exploded, I think almost way bigger than it needed to be. And it got like, it, it went to a lot of other places that I thought was very unbecoming of, of a lot of folks. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I if it's just bad wrestling is bad. Like I, if it's bad wrestling is bad wrestling. I, I think you can call that out. Yeah. And I think if yeah. you leave it there, that's cool. Like, yeah. but it's just like, like I, I saw lot, that, man. I saw that, um, Taya had to, or Taya tweeted out something about people were making comments about her appearance or whatever else. And I was just like, I'm sure she does get that. Um, I've never seen it because, you know, I don't tend to, you know, Twitter search her name or anything like that. But, um, if y'all are doing that, I don't, I just don't know what the fuck's wrong with y'all. Um, but so she's justified. If she's getting that shit, she's justified to air out people saying, um, fuck y'all. Uh, I just have a hard time when it comes to what people respond to as far as like the criticism and what like some of the valid criticism is and how people t- then turn that into justifying it. Like everybody just haters. And it's like, well, it's, tw- it's social media. You always, you know, the shit you see is always been the most negative toxic shit. So it's like, they have no choice, but to see it as these are all people that are fucking terrible people. So I, you know, so it is what it is, but, like outside of those people being assholes that shouldn't, you know, should be, you know, sent out of the spaces that we have to, that we get to interact with these people with. Like, Brett had a bad this week. Match, she needs to log this, off. Yeah. She, it was a bad, it was a bad match. Both of them were bad. 
It is what it is. Not in the world. I've seen I've seen Brit have bad match before. Not in the world. She'll go out there and eventually she'll have a good match. So it is what it is. Um, it just wasn't a good night. Um, and I don't I don't and I don't really take it as anything on that, right? And like you know, I've said this for most of the year. Like I want I want a AEW Women's Tag Division so I can just stick her there. Then they cut to a sign um, that said, <laughs> book the AEW women's division better. And it like lingered there long enough for everyone to screenshot it. Um, I, I don't know why that happened, but um, <laughs> I, I, um, was that a plant? <laughs> Man, look, I, who knows? Like, was, was, was Brett was uh, sorry? Was uh, were Brett and uh, Ty going out there doing their own heart? Were we going to go out there and try to stick up the joint on purpose? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. Uh, but whoever held up that sign, I mean, they're not wrong. They, like they are not. <laughs> they're not wrong, but um, you know, it, it all comes down to if they care or not, and you know, at this point. I feel like if you're like hung up on that, that's on you. I I feel like they've told you loud and clear they don't really care. So, yeah, I, the thing the thing for me is this, right? Um, people can get numb to the part where like the quality of their women's division is what it has been this year, or and quite frankly, what the women's division has been major amorous has been this year. Um, how for me, it's like if this shit sucks they get to rip it to bits and um like if if people are tired of hearing that it sucks then i don't know what to tell you because like all they're telling you is all they're telling you is that water's wet i i, I don't want to and you know that's that saying i know people are like water's not wet water gets wet. whatever i'm not getting to it but like they're basically <laughs> saying like the obvious and it's like why are, i don't understand what upsets you about hearing the obvious every single week because i mean i go outside and i'm like the sky's blue i don't get i don't get upset when people say sky's blue it is what it is. Like it's been bad. Is people say it's bad? I'd be like, yeah, that's that's, that's what it has been. And I'm tired of seeing the shit too. And I wish it like, hey, um, nothing else is like this on the shows with this kind of consistency. Like, either either do better or take the shit off. Like, there's no like if you're going to do it, actually do it. Don't do it just to you know get high fives or whatever else and get people off your ass because like i mean cause them, that's because that's clearly what they're doing like right. was it, was it like the couple of examples the last couple of weeks it's like that shit where they sent brit out there for 90 seconds to do a squash and it was just like i feel like that was insulting almost like i, I don't i didn't have much problem with that because like she had just lost a match uh she had yeah. lost in the tournament or whatever else and it was like and also it was you know half the show the shows couldn't have because for the hour-long double yeah. cage match or double ring cage match so it, is, it was what it was um and that didn't bother like, me as that much. was supposed to be the justification like that was supposed to say oh if they say something we get the point to this like that's where i'm like bro you should have just should just be like nah we good off this week i i, I feel like that would almost been more of a or you know, or like, or let brit beat the piss out that woman right I mean, like if, like if Britta if Britta went out and went Tam Julia on her face with with slaps and shit and then and then dropped her uh with that with uh her finish, nobody would have complained. They'd be like, oh, she that's an impressive squash. 
This is like some this is like some Brody Lee in uh, Marco stunt type shit. But they don't yeah. do that. Yeah, they don't they don't quite roll with that. But um, yeah, I, I look whatever the answer is, either they'll figure it out or they will continue to do what they're doing. We got the main event, Blackpool Combat Club, Lucha Brothers and the Best Friends. Uh, this was chaotic, yeah. wild. Um, I don't even know if I like this match. I, I like parts of it, but I wouldn't say it was great. Yeah, because it, it, was, was, it, it felt like they were calling the shit in the ring as opposed to, just, as opposed to like six people, three teams. Let's, you know, have some stuff fully figured out hammered out it was, it was a lot of stuff where it's like you could kind of see like a mis- misorganization where they were going with stuff um but like it wasn't bad it was a good match but like i don't know i i don't necessarily want to see like you know two more of these in the next you know five weeks yeah i i didn't really feel this one uh i know they were doing cool stuff in it but it was just like almost like not even like a why is this happening it's just like i'm looking for an angle to to kind of sprout up out yeah. of this whole the thing. only thing I can really think of is like obviously they did the Orange Cassidy Moxie yeah. thing earlier in the show for that and obviously you know with Claudio and um and with Pac obviously you have Lucha Bros in, in Death Triangle but like it feels like Death Triangle are like completely separated right now like they have no they've had no interaction since Pac has came back so it, so it you know while that affiliation is there and earned over the time that they've been together for so long uh, Pack has been a, been gone for so long that it feels like he's not even with them. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, so it was, it was a lot of stuff. It was a lot of stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't completely clean. But you know, it, it, I would say it was a good match. Uh, so kind of like the big thing that, that happened was Orange Cassidy ended up coming out to confront Mox, uh, yep. kind of getting the um, you know revenge for earlier. Uh, Luke Brothers ended up getting the win after yep. you know Moxley was one. occupied in the in the aisle. Uh, I believe Casignoli got either distracted, uh, I think, and then it all broke down into a big brawl, and they were all running it, and they were like, "Oh, we just got an announcement of a three way match with Trent Pentagon and Moxley. Yep. Anything goes next week." So uh, yep. the, all those lunatics are probably gonna you know Trent's, have a- Trent's fucked. <laughs> I know Trent's a crazy man himself, but no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying kayfabe wise, obviously what I mean is yeah. like, yo, you know, it, it, that's rough. That's tough. That's tough, brother. <laughs> yep. Um, and then uh, we got Collision this week. Uh, I actually watched Collision uh, first run. Uh, I was home not doing much, so I was cooking and I was like, oh, I might as well throw it on. Um, and then opened with a ladder match. Uh, Andrade versus Buddy Matthews. Uh, Andrade with the new hair style, kind of, kind of new oh, the gear. ponytail joint, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ponytail joint. Uh, and then they had a very physical ladder match. A lot of, like, big kind of bumps and guys, like, taking pain. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love this match. I, um, I thought the pacing for it was excellent. I thought that... Uh, the way that they sold things to make things believe, like for example, like when they the first real big spot they did um, was Andrade throws him 
out to the floor, like by the big ladder. And uh, Murphy, he bumps the ladder and gets the wobble just a little bit so that the refs hold it in place because they didn't want it to fall. And it then justifies the refs still holding it so that they can do the spot where Andrade jumps off of the apron onto the ladder and does the moonsault off the ladder. As opposed to, like, if they just did that without doing that little bump beforehand, you're like, why does why the fuck are the ref holding this ladder? It has nothing to do with it. It was like, no, I was about to tilt, tilt over, like, 15 seconds ago. Like, so they, I thought I thought their thought process to making everything make sense in this match was just brilliant. Like, this is the actual real storytelling. Um... And you know, obviously, they did the you know the the the, the crazy Andrade sunset flip bomb off the top of the fucking ladder of the yeah. ladder bridge. It's nasty. Yeah. Uh, they did I, the, I heard people trying to say that you know this this is being ripped off from the women at Money in the Bank. I'm like, no, man. No, this no. is what Andrade was doing in like 2019. Like, right. try again, motorcycle. Right. Like, right, <laughs> right. Like, he, you're saying he sam- you saying he sampled his own fucking beat. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, that's how, you're allowed to do that, right? He didn't got to pay publishing. Um, so then, uh, you know, there's also the spot where like, uh, they had a ladder bridge that was going from, um, on the other side, it was going from the ring to the, uh, announce table and like Andrade sets up to go for a spear. And then like, it ends up turning to like, uh, Murphy catches him and hits him with a deep, with a double arm DDT onto the ladder bridge. That was awesome. Like it was just so much good stuff. And then like the, uh, Julia was around. Julia's the reason why they, you know, why they have the mask? Julia gets involved with the Julia Hart gets involved with the the chain or sorry the uh, the handcuffs. The handcuffs Thor gets thwarted pretty pretty fast. He puts Murphy in the handcuffs. He throws the handcuff key away. Um, and re- and how Julia dropped the key by Andrade was also smart because like she was so shocked that Murphy got hit with the uh, got kicked with the chair as uh, Murphy was charged with the chair. That, like she just dropped it to just go check on him. So that was believable as well. It was like, Oh shit, you're hurt. Let me go check on you. And I forgot what I, what I was doing and what I was holding. And Andrade gets it. He unlocks the key, puts Murphy into the thing. And then like the bolt cutters come out immediately. Um, and he can't get, the, he can't cut him fast enough. So like Julie has to climb up and everything or climb up Andrade's back. makes him, makes it believable that like he doesn't just win immediately. He's going up at regular speed. Then he gets back into the ring um, and, you know, knocks off Murphy. I'm sorry, uh, Murphy gets back into the ring and then um climbs up and they go back and forth and he knocks him off. Andrade knocks off Murphy, then puts uh Julia on the other side, then shoves her off after taking a couple slaps and then wins. Like, I, I just thought I just thought the storytelling on it was just great. Um and I really love this match. And it was physical and I thought it was really thoughtful. Really thoughtful. I probably guess four and a half. I really enjoyed the fuck out of this ladder match. I really mm-hmm. did. Yeah, uh, I I didn't have a rating or anything. I I didn't give it one, but um, I thought it was, I thought it was a good match. I thought they it was very physical. They they when they walked back, I imagine they were sitting in uh, some ice or yeah. whatever yeah. <laughs> because they took it to each other. They so. were chopping and striking, shot each other. And look, man, I you know, like every year, um, you know, there's best maneuver and and on the Observer Awards, whatever else, and you know, you always see like. One Wing Angel or uh, Stormbreaker or like uh, Twilight or uh, the Violet Screwdriver. The last couple of years, like whatever the we never found out the name of this thing. Whatever the name is of that kick spin elbow thing that Andrade has done like since 2018, we need he needs a name for that fucking thing so it can be it can get listed in top ten. That shit's <laughs> always awesome looking. Yeah. Um. So from there, um. <laughs> 
Tony Schiavone attempted to talk to Miro, and then he was attacked by Aaron Solo of QTV, and I immediately broke into hysterical laughter because I was like, wow, Miro's feud is QTV. Yep. If this don't tell it all, I don't know what will. Um. Yep. <laughs> nice, get a nice little easy win. Um, you know, just like the rest of them, you know, when you when you don't want to work with anybody or you know you don't want to lose anybody, we we got to put you in there with people you can beat, I guess. Yep. So, um, yeah. Then it, all of a sudden, Darby Allen came out. Uh, and this night on Collision, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, make an overall point. They were trying to throw the scent off uh, tonight. I don't know if y'all noticed this. Whatever. Like, they was they was doing the Lucha Trios matches. They was bringing Japanese wrestlers in. People from Dynamite were coming in. Man, I think this was the best episode of Collision so far. Uh, I've seen three of the six. I would say this was the best one. By um, a mile. I'm, yeah. I'm like, man, like, you know, like. Like damn, what once they start doing the you know, Rich. you know once they once they start appealing to 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 what like the general AEW fan likes, it's amazing what can happen. Rich, see you. This is what you're saying. This is what I'll say. Um, this show, while being the best Dynamite show or being the best Clint show I've seen, is like very very apparent to me that like they are running a skeleton crew for that what that what that roster is. Um, and they have to outsource a lot, uh, to keep this thing going on a week to week basis. And like, that's a part of this whole thing with like CM Punk and to a lesser extent, a far lesser extent, but mostly CM Punk, almost entirely CM Punk is trying to cut, trying to talk himself into working with the rest of the main eventers because the rest of the main eventers have obviously frozen him out. There's no other way to con- come to, uh, no other conclusion come to this and like, bro, you you count all the main eventers in AEW, right? All of them are that dynamite crew. Or he's the only he's the only one the left. Jericho one, like you know, he's part of dynamite crew. Yeah, but from what what I was led to believe, like there was like you know Jericho was was supposed to like he he offered to work with this guy or whatever, but you know. Well, if it ain't hap- is hap- has happened yet, then what does that lead me to believe? Somebody, well, one of them don't want to work anymore. Down. <laughs> right. So his, so his situation is he, so like you look at that, uh, the people that were like basically brought, brought in Minoru Suzuki, Gravity, um, who else? There was a, um, who else I think? Darby Allen came in, right? You look at all these people. These are people that are not part of the quote unquote, the, the collision the guys. The core of the collision. The collision guys. I mean, he's on his own fucking shirt now. The collision guys. And you're looking around, it's like, yeah, ain't got that many of them. And yeah. it would behoove them to uh, pull their hands out their asses or bridge whatever gap they need to try to bridge or whatever else to make this and, show and to ma- where you can get the you know the pillars on here and swerve on here more far more often. Another part of it, like, MJF has been on two di- two collisions. Adam Cole, this was his first collision I'm, I'm, I'm aware of. Like, you... It, they're not gonna be there next week, I don't think. So it's like, all right. So we are basically but they're at like, bringing so- in Big Bill and Cage next week. So like, it, it's just like what I was what I was mentioning before. When they're outsourcing these people, they're outsourcing jobs also because like right. I think there's a like I'm just gonna say it. 
on collision it seems like there may be an issue with getting people to lose because look at miro for example right um you know if someone's losing in a match there's some bullshit behind it um will they build it up and and let someone eventually lose at the end sure but it's going to be in a two out of three falls match um (laughs) after uh three out of four weeks uh all trading back and forth but i don't have a problem Um, with that because like jay white and juice robinson in the gun club appear to actually be a part of the crew Mm-hmm. That's actually the Saturday crew, so like that's fine. That's that's collision on collision. But like I'm talking about like CM Punk, Ricky Starks, uh, Andrade, FTR, uh, House of Black, Miro. If I didn't say Andrade, Scorpio Andrade, Sky, Scorpio Sky, and then Thunder Rosa, and it's like who else is an actual person that's a Dynamite regular? You're going to see like we've seen MJF twice on Dynamite, we've seen Darby twice on Dynamite, but it's like everybody else, uh, Samoa Joe, uh is a regular on Dynamite, I would say at this point. But, like, when he's playing Tom ROH, but, like, it seems like everybody else, like, that's like a roster of, like, 12 acts, I think, or less than that that I just mentioned, and then everything else is, like, getting filled in, and it's like, all right. This is not sustainable. This is not sustainable. And, 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 you know, it, it might be smart to try to not, like, antagonize, like, these these other people that that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. Punk Punk realizes. Okay, so I feel like Punk has ostracized himself from the rest of main eventers, rifle, and he has done that. And they're in the other I main think eventers. He's trying to get back to dynamite as soon as possible. That's what I'm getting at. And the rest of it, and the rest, of, I mean, just by looking at it, it's like he has you know done what he's done, and the rest of the main eventers don't fuck with him or don't want to work with him or he don't want to fuck with them, work with them in whatever order toward like, he's, he's the only one on that one that's a main, that's actually a main eventer and he's on that show by himself and there's no other main eventer for him to face. So he's wrestling all these other guys that is like, okay, so like you're Cody now. It's on the road. We're about four, only a few more months away from, from, from him being Cody. Whereas like, he's a top guy. He's not wrestling any of the top guys. What the fuck is going on? And it's a problem that's go- they're going to, that people are going to clearly realize and be like, oh yeah, man, like we like collision and you know, it's basically like a better version of WWE or more competent version of WWE f- uh, as a weekly two hour television show. But like, there's no stars. What the fuck? So after you get through with all this, after some amount of time, you're going to look around and be like, yeah, bro, that like CM Punk's on there. That's a B show. And like when I'm watching them in Hartford or whatever else, and like that crowd don't pop until like the, the, until the, the big moves, um, or defying moves or whatever else, or like near falls. I'm like, yeah, that this, they're in, they're in WWE country right now. Right. Like when, when, um, Stark said that Stanford line, the crowd rock, rock because they Went know crazy. What, they went crazy. They went crazy. They went crazy because they know. Or they didn't go crazy. They were like, "Ooh!" Because they know, yeah, like, yeah. WWE, but I'm on Stanford. So it's like, whatever, whatever fences need to be mended, or whatever else, or whatever they need to do to get like people like Swerve, Orange Cassidy, the Pillars onto Collision. It'll look, it'll look less like how I feel watching it. But when I saw them bring out, you know, Suzuki and Gravity, and I was like, oh, bro, this is this like, is outsourcing. Bro. This is outsourcing jobs." Yep. Uh, so I'm like, Minoru says, I was like, what he, what is he doing here? I was like, it would have been nice for them to tell us about this ahead of time. Look, but to um, be fair, to be fair, he came out there and like, this is one of the worst reactions he's ever gotten in front of a Davy crowd. But by the I time, I wonder why. But right, because like I said, it, it's 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 Titan country, right? <laughs> but 
as that match started going, he started chopping the shit out of Darby and Darby started selling. They were like, oh, it was, and I, and I was like, why is it that Minoru Suzuki and uh, Tomohiro Ishii come out and they get one reaction when they come out, whatever it is, and then by the time the match start going and the match keeps going more and more and more, they get more and more over. And the match gets more and more over because these mother. And meanwhile, I got people telling me they don't get it. The crowd gets it. Why don't you? You don't want to get it. Thousands of people get it every single time they come out, but you don't get it. Okay. All right. The problem is you. It's a you thing. Uh, Darby breaks up the Kaze Ninare. Um, yep. And I was like, what is this, Darby? Why are you doing this? And half a dozen people were booed. The other half didn't know what the fuck was didn't going know. on. Yep. Maybe he picked the right crowd to do it in front of. Yeah. There was no Suzuki incident this time. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, this was also an excellent match. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, like, and you know, like, when the fuck did we expect Darby Allen to just fight Minoru Suzuki out of nowhere? But Rich, it's one of those things where like, you look up and you don't think about it because you're up by the shock of it. But once the match happens, it's like, of course they're going to have a great match. Suzuki ain't got to do much except for have the best facials in the business that he's had for years and just chop this this little dude and then put sleepers and put sleeper holes on him or whatever else as Darby bumps around and almost kills himself off the first uh, do- tope he took. Yeah. Because he he just dove head first like a missile in his head hit the ground because Suzuki didn't even realize what, he was already out the ring before uh, he turned around. Yeah, like this match ended up working out very well um, and like at this point, I was like, hey, I saw a message. I was like, hey, man, Suzuki needs to come stay over here. Like, you mentioned, like, Tanahashi and Ishii need to stay over here. He needs to stay over here, too, because, like, he can, he ain't got to do much because he's more charismatic and plays to the crowd better than almost anyone's ever done this. So he ain't got to do much, especially when you're in Connecticut. They're used to motherfuckers not doing much and being charismatic and making faces. <laughs> um, so, uh, Darby rolled back. Um and you know while he was in the, oh this is nasty the, the Seamus Novas Seamus Nova yeah Nakamura was the blueprint yeah you know uh, Nakam- ha- have have you seen the so, sudden like Suzuki the last like two Nakamura have have you seen like the sudden like last two years of of WWE fans like propping up Nakamura now I'm like look man don't try this because like when oh they're doing the he, whole thing look at what he, look at all he's accomplished. No, like he, like he's like if he got a push right now, they would all be in favor of it. Like he's, I'm like, all right, man. The time for that was 2017, brother. Like, let, exactly, and, and we and we told y'all that, and y'all was acting like y'all ain't fucking get it. And but then Rich, five Rich, years later, Rich, now, Rich, Rich, remember we had we were fighting we were fighting an uphill thing with Sami Zayn in 2016. Remember that, and they didn't get it. We were like, what is there not to get? He's an underdog babyface. He's Daniel Bryan, who's or he, he's basically Daniel Bryan, who's taller with better with a better physique at the time. Why wouldn't and Daniel Bryan's not here right now because he's he's been shelved medically? Go with him right now. Years later, what happened? You know, I always say the cream rise at the top. Yeah, well, he's she's yeah. washed as an athlete now, so now it's time to it's like, fuck out of here, man. Like, you guys don't <laughs> you you slow motherfuckers. Get it, get it when we say it. Understand yeah. it, like, like listen, it's not that hard listen, to get. Listen to the show. Fuck Jesus. Listen to Big Rich. Listen to Big James. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. 
So, oh, man. after the match, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage were on the screen. Christian Cage holding the belt. He said, Darby looks ready for his shot at the TNT title, but look like you got issues elsewhere with Swerve, with Fox, and you need to focus on that before All Out. Um, and Cage said that the TNT title meant you know more now than when Darby had it. Darby's no longer qualified for this belt. Uh, it was pretty funny. Then yeah. we got a we got a hype video uh, with Tony Storm dressing like ass kicking Marilyn Monroe. Um, she- How in the fuck did bro? I honestly thought Marilyn Monroe this too as well, uh, and I just I never I just thought it and just kept it moving. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, she called Carl Sheeta a stupid cow and no, called her a pandemic champion and said, much like the pandemic, you know, we're glad it's all over. Uh, I was like, said, Tony, Tony, it's it's not it's not over. <laughs> it's yeah, not over. it's not. We're just pretending it is. It's Look, not over. Uh, uh, People are still like, dying by the thousands. A cousin Fuck. of mine had just got over it for two weeks. Like, Fuck. The other day, at least, like, at least she's a heel. At least she's a heel. So you're like, okay, she could lie, whatever else would be mean, yeah. whatever. But I was like, it's not over. I hope you don't really believe this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were at the PC, so you might actually believe yeah. this. You know, you know it might be queuing on. You, you were out there indoctrinated. They, 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 sent you, they flew you radicalized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you sign with, with 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 the PC. You get your property a WWE shirt. You get your church manual. In <laughs> since, you, since you brought it up to me the other day, so did you hear anything about Tim Tebow being at the PC, or is that, or is that just you know? I think that's just a regular get down, brother. Like that's I, that's 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 right, the prep, for, right? But that's but, the prep for for the Senate race in about ten we, years, Rich. But we've also heard that man talk before, and you you can't tell me that dude ain't no elite promo, <laughs> bro. You, <laughs> bro. He, I, it honestly, ain't too late. Just, this He's man might be bigger. Look, he might be bigger than the game at this point. He <laughs> he might need to just go straight to the top. You know, why not run well, for president? I wouldn't say that. What I will say is after the Sanders fucks fucks ends up uh you know getting his ass kicked by Trump. It's time, <laughs> look, it's time for it's time for that twenty twenty six gubernatorial uh race. We going Tim Tebow could be the governor of Georgia, could Look, be the governor of Florida, and it would not Tim. be hard for him. To, it would not be hard for him to be the governor. I've said this to Rich off ever before. I could easily see him becoming a, a governor of Florida at one point if he wants to, and getting that public a Republican uh, ticket, definitely or nomination, definitely. Look, Big Tim, you know. Oh God, you, you ready? Tim. You ready? Uh, like the crazy part about all this shit is like, I'm a Florida State fan. He was a, he was at Florida. They went. They went undefeated. He went undefeated against Florida State and all that kind of stuff. Like, I know what his politics were from day one or whatever else. I don't dislike that guy. <laughs> I, don't hold it, I don't dislike that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, so like, imagine, imagine if he, imagine if he ran, he would do, like, bro, he would do damage. I feel like I can kick it with Tim Tebow, kind of like it's like, hey man, we we just avoid a few subjects and then we'll be all right. I, I feel like you have to avoid a lot more subjects than you than you're willing to admit. But the, the point still stands. He will still make you feel good the, the experience of meeting him. Like right. he, he got the glow. It, Bro, he can do you know some fucking like? damage, some real damage. Bro, it's like The Rock, but like actually <laughs> like genuine kind of like. Like, where if you met Tim Tebow, he would look you in your eye, he would talk to you, he would shake your hand, and it would be like, I'm really fucking talking to Tim Tebow. Like, and he's really like listening. Would, he's really listening. Yep. yep. Yeah. 
All right, let's move well, on. Let's you, get to you heard it first. Podcast. You heard it first. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then uh, some more Joe uh, came out, and they booked this match for one reason, James. Please tell the people. Yes. Uh, you know, Gravity, he does the spot that we've been talking about, um, as you mentioned earlier in his match against uh, Pac, where, like, he does, like, a slow motion walk as if he is, like, Neil Armstrong, man on the walk super slow. And it's one of those things that, like, once he gets over, it will catch on, people will like it. People um, will start mocking it in the crowd or mimicking it in the crowd. Yes, yes. Uh, so he does that against Joe, and um, Joe runs him a couple times into the corners. And it happens, and then the third time they run him to the corners, he goes up and um and goes for a cro- diving across by the second rope, and and Joe then proceeds to do his move out the way thing, but does a gravity walk out the way, and then he gets him up, some muscle buster gets to win. This match was booked by Samoa Joe or Tony Khan, whoever else that was like, you know how Joe does that thing, get him just to mock the gravity walk. And it got it. that was the only reason why this match was booked, just to do that spot to do the do the gravity walk out the way of the of the crossbody. The I'll, the Rick and Harley race I'll move except update the 2023 with the gravity walk. That's all it was. And I thought it was then, fucking hilarious. It was smashing and along. It was just just to do that. It was just to do that. It's over in the blink of an eye. Yep. Uh, up next, we got CM Punk uh, out. He brought the bag out with him. Uh, he's with Tony Schiavone. Um, he I don't. He said a lot. Um yes. <laughs> to say it to say it lightly. So like uh he began with taking like these these thinly veiled shots, as we mentioned earlier, kinda at like people that weren't making the towns or whatever. A lot of people were trying to figure out what he was talking about. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, the a big topic of conversation being on the show last week. You know, Matt Jackson was on vacation in Hawaii. Um I believe Nick Jackson was also on vacation. Um, and there are a lot of people not booked or whatever. And it's like, if you're not booked, why the fuck do you need to show up? <laughs> um, Rich, you got to remember, this is the AEW locker room. People get real mad when you're not booked for stuff. You don't show up to TVs. Bro, I was like, all they, right. They be, they be insisting that you check in. Bro. And I don't be talking about Tony Khan or anybody that is a part of the producer or anything. I mean, talking about the fucking wrestlers want you to check in. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, they can't go on vacation after after the big physical blow off match they did. Like, like, like what? Like, so like when I heard that, I was like, all right, he's at it again. Yep. And then it it you know it snowballed from there. Um, he then. Declares himself the real world champion. He yep. goes on this um, like kind of long story about you know the letter X. Five and, weeks know, everything. too late. Yes. Okay. So like <laughs> now, thank you. So like he's already lost to Ricky Starks before. Yep. Um, like yep. I said, that whole thing got blown up. Pulls out the belt. Um, has a he spray paints uh the X over the belt over the directly e on the, of e. the belt. So like it's like a double entendre, obviously. Right. And the whole thing is played. He's not saying these things to like, yeah, I'm talking about the elite. He's saying these things like, if this is my character, like this is the the X represents this or whatever. But then you see like the action and it's like, hold on, guy. Like, 
I'm not dumb. Who are I'm the not that stupid? Are deni- that would deny this? Are they just are people? De- like, just fucking. You know who would deny man. this? Look, like, like, so, like, it was what like the-, the plausible deniability of it is basically the get out of jail free car. He's not talking about them. You're just crazy. Like that's. I don't. That's I don't. Of, I don't. These people aren't engaging in good faith. Yeah, they're it, not. Yeah, so I'm like, I see that, and I'm like, great. I was like, this company could bear, and the fans could barely handle an actual interim belt. Now we have a fake real world champion running around now that has already lost a match. I'm like, I see this, and I'm just like, great. Like, great. Here we are. Um, Then it basically, like, you know, from there it spirals like with the with the spray paint and all that and i'm yeah. like i'm just looking at it i'm like all right whatever and then ricky starts i love this I, I i was fucking howling the whole time it was like, compelling the, the it, way the way he put it together like right. you know obviously you can talk he's, and everything he's brilliant and the, and the reason why it was so good because like all this stuff we're discussing right now is like because it's popping me because like I'm like he's such an asshole and it is letting him be an asshole yeah, i'm like i'm like <laughs> so, so who i'm like I'm like, why would you do this? Like, I was like, why would you allow, like, all right, whatever. And like, then, you know, Rich, we talked about this. Like, all he's doing, he's trying to feed, he's trying to feed, or he's trying to, like, make the elephant in the room bigger and bigger and bigger till Tony Khan just says, hey, fuck that. You're working with him. I said, because I said so. Otherwise, I'm suspending you for, for insubordination for, like, six months. Like, that's, that's basically where he's trying to get at. Like, he's trying to make this so unavoidable that they have to do this stuff. Because, as I mentioned... All the fucking main eventers want don't want to work with him or or don't or aren't in programs with him and it's for is for either his doing or their doing that there's not happening. So he's trying to force their issue by booking all by by saying all this stuff to get the crowd riled up into being like I can't turn this down on this 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 will be hotter than anything I got going on and he's probably right when it comes to this but they don't Call care about the adult in the room but, no, and all that right, right, stuff right. but he doesn't care be uh, sorry uh. But um, those guys don't care because they don't want to work with him. They're standing on they're standing they on principle. Fuck. They're standing on principle. I don't. And look, they ain't got to work with them. They ain't got to work with them if they don't want to, right? Like this ain't WWE where you're forced to work with any old asshole you don't like at work at your job. So this is what it is. He's gonna continue to poke this bear, hoping that they'll eventually you know get over it or be like, fuck, this be hot or anything I'm doing right now. I may as well go over there and do it or whatever else. And we're going to see how long this game going to go before somebody brings their ass over there to um, a Saturday. Whether it's Daniel Bryan or Jericho or somebody that's, you know, close to the fire like a, you know, like a Claudio Moxley or or some member or Adam Page or whatever else. We'll see. But I got to say, as he's doing, you know, he's he's setting up his program while poking those niggas. I thought it was hilarious. Because I'm like, he's so fucking good. He's cutting, he's basically cutting a, a promo for two programs at the same goddamn time. Yeah. I was, that, I was, I was, compa- du- I was like, double speaking. Up and compelled him all this. I was like, he's so fucking talented. He's, but he's such an asshole. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I, I saw this and I was like, when the Ricky part came out. So like the, the crowd is probably, is probably smart to point out the crowd reaction. He comes out and he's getting cheered. And then, like, it starts, you know, nah, he, he, Rich, he's Rich. I had the headphones on. There was there was always a, uh, there was always a significant amount of booing 
while it was okay. happening. I, I didn't have it, the headphones. It, it was so. it was it was it was not a it was he was not the full on hero. He was getting mixed reaction like he has been getting you know the, throughout the whole situations coming back. It, the, but he but he definitely threw in like the the cheap pop home lot yeah. or the cheap yeah. pop joint. He's with Shivani, unveils the steamboat thing later. Then they bring Ricky Starks out. So he said, all right, uh, you know, Ricky's beat me twice. And then Punk goes on about cheating and crying uh, about it. He said it's not about what's in the bag. is that he's left holding the bag. It's a burden he has to carry because there's a doll in the room. Da, da, da. Uh, he then opened it up, uh, did the X-ray paint thing. Mm-hmm. And then no one said no one's beating him for the title. His blood's still on it, which means he's still the real world champion. I'm like... Great. Let's start applying this logic ar- around now. Right. We've got to. First gotta, off, <laughs> your blood was spilled in a match that, that you're talking about that wasn't the title match. You're talking about a dog collar match. Um, he's not talking about. No, no, he bled, he, he, he bled in that Moxley match. Right. Because he, he wore Rich, those, those pink yeah, pants. Yeah, and, right. But Rich, his first his first promo back, he was talking about MJF. Yeah, he was talking true. about Moxley. So, that's like, true. Yeah. So he, he didn't. You know, obviously he didn't say names, but like I'm in in my mind, he's still talking about MJF because MJF is the quote unquote fake world champion, and he oh yeah, him. And, and and he's bringing that thing too. That's that's also like someone else he's added into this thing. Yeah. So Ricky Stars came out without his music. Then he was, he said, "All right, listen, y'all better act like y'all y'all seen me or whatever." And then like, y'all I'm gonna do my entrance again. Yeah, he wants to pop after he's ruined it. Yeah, like. This is more. I'm not even gonna go into it. I don't, I don't um, know. I don't know why they did it like that. I, I don't. Yeah. He said whatever Punk claims is his, Starks is owed it because he's beaten him twice. From his vantage point, he's the world champion and the face of Collision, and I immediately cringed. Yeah, um, I don't give a fuck about the face or whatever else. Like that's prom- that's a promotional thing, or whatever else. Like who wins the most matches? Who are the champions? Because they're the best. Like. Uh, you know, I'd be more concerned about who's the ace than the face. Wouldn't you? Then we got the split chance. CM, Ricky's title, CM Punk. Um, Punk basically requests a special guest referee. Stark said it don't matter who it was, whether it's Dave Prezak, Julio De Niro, or an old friend from Stanford. Crowd, woo, he says Stanford. Yep. Um, he's going to beat Punk again. Um, at this point, I fucking knew somebody from uh 2005 ring of honor was coming out at some point i thought it was gonna be chris hero but it was not um <laughs> uh after that punk says he accepts the challenge uh for next week for collision so these boys getting sent out there to um fight the good fight against SummerSlam. gotta say i think i'm watching SummerSlam. um I don't know if I'm watching either one of these live, but whatever. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Punk tells Shivani to tell Starks uh, who's going to be the uh, guest referee. So Shivani unveils that it's going to be My Ricky pleasure. Dragon Steamboat. And I was like, huh. And then immediately it was like, yeah, he refereed a match for Punk in Ring of Honor in 2004. And um, I saw a clip going around where like CM Punk like ran like a spot with Ricky Steamboat and Ricky Steamboat. This is five years before he did the thing with Jericho. So he's even okay. in better condition and mm-hmm. shape. He comes off the fucking top rope uh, and ends it with a high cross body at the end of it. It's really quite amazing that he was that great um, into his 
you know, fifties and all that. But the last time I remember seeing that I can remember seeing, I may have seen him. The last time I remember seeing him, uh, Steamboat, he chops somebody, and the chops still look good. So yeah, um, I don't think obviously he's he, he's there's far less he can do now than even in two thousand. Uh, was that two thousand nine? Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, it, it's Greensboro. He's a legend. And I yeah. and I remember you messaged after I said the, the, the Steamboat thing. You messaged me saying like they CM Punk's out here getting these mixed reactions. They're bringing out maybe the the, the purest baby the, face of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, so like they're about to like they're essentially standing him next to CM Punk to like it's like bro, like uh, it's like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's like pick a pick a side, pick a, and then Ricky Stars doesn't help this because as we mentioned. He's a heel that's going to get cheered yeah. because he's charismatic. He yep. can talk. He can hold his own, and, and, and I think he, I think he got the better of Punk in this. Yeah, like and, face to face. And also the thing is, like, if a lot of people like Ricky Starks, rightfully so, because we talk about talented he is, how charismatic he is, how gifted of a talker he is, right? And he's been around a lot, um, and he's a good wrestler. Is he a, an elite wrestler in all elite wrestling? Probably not, but he is a he is a more than competent wrestler on the roster. So, like, he has equity built with a lot of people, you know, dating back all the years he's been in the company. Um, so, like, if you are one of the people that are going to these uh, collision shows and you side with the elite and you are booing CM Punk, oh. We rocking with Stark. We rock. We rocking with Starks easily. It's quick. I can you know if you're one of the people in punk when you hear that da 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 da, then you start boo. Ricky Ricky Starks come out. Yeah, get him, Ricky. Get him. Come up. Yeah. That's, that's so like the whole thing about him being a cool heel or whatever else. Uh, those are valid, but like because they're both guys and get mixed reactions because of the dynamic between them. Um, I think it's going to work out. Like, it's going to get, there's going to be turned into like CM Punk is going to get booed and cheered. Ricky Starks is going to get booed and cheered. When they get to the, you know, the, the boo yay stuff, whatever else, you'll get the back and forth. See, Ricky Starks, CM Punk. I, it's going to be that. It's going to be a lot of that. Um, so whatever, man. Like, just hope the match, just hope that Ricky can hold up his end of the bargain because Punk isn't as good as he hasn't been as good as he has been since, um, he came back. Like, so, um, you know, if they go out there and have a four-star match, um, I will be surprised, but they, they they're going to have, have, they're going to have a hot crowd because it's Greensboro. Yeah. Uh, I think Dave gave their last match four stars and that might be one of the worst four-star Dave ratings in the history of the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Um, <laughs> so, I didn't see the so. match. So I can't speak on it. Um, we got a video package uh, highlighting MJF and Cole in their last month uh, before they went to FTR. Then we got Bullet Club Gold against Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and El Ijo del Vikingo. I was like, man, you know, hey, we man. got we got matches with with three. We have three different matches with Mexican wrestlers in them. I was like, man, this is this is quite a different look for Collision. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. This match was fun while it lasted, uh, but the only thing I really remember, yeah. like, as thinking, like, really highly of was the spot they did with Vikingo basically does, like, a, they do the base, like, the canopy, or canopy shoot moonsault off the corner to the three guys and, um, on the floor. 
uh, that was super impressive and also super risky and like, why can't go? Please, please don't fuck around and get yourself killed trying to get over in America. Don't do that. You, there's enough. There are plenty of things you can do in your bag that don't involve you risking yourself in that kind of way. It, you still get over because you're excellent. Don't, don't, don't do it. We are not worth it. <laughs> well, if you're gonna do that shit. Do it in front of a crowd that appreciates you. Do that shit on dynamite. Like. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yeah, not not Monterey, you know, not 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 none of that. Terrible. Know. This man trying to say, know, man, say, know, say, say that shit. Rich Irish say that shit for the loose. <laughs> you know, say that for the loose. Terrible. First two hours. You know. Oh man. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be funny out of out of all the shows that uh that I'm gonna go to and be able to hang out at. What a what a combo! What a what an evening that's gonna be! I I can imagine. Boy, we gonna find out that we gonna find out for real. They listen to eight to one inch radio. We gonna find <laughs> out. We gonna find out real fucking soon, ain't we? <laughs> oh, young trip, you missed that. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead and- uh, you have to get the podcast and listen to the first uh, the beginning of the show. We talked about that. Yeah, um, uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Kiara Hogan. Um, I w- I noticed one thing about this match. Actually, a few things about this match. Um, I Did you know like, what I noticed or no? Yes, of course. Okay. Um, okay, but I also noticed like they did the. I think they did the spot that Britain Ty have fucked up. Like in the first like like thirty seconds of the match, like they like tried. There was to- a Casadora spot, yeah. Yeah, I was like, was that what they were trying to go for? Like, and they, they were like, show, oh, we can actually do that. Like, that's Britain Ty that, can do it too. They just fucked it up. That's all. Yeah, like, I, my, <laughs> I don't my think there's. I, I don't. You know. I don't think that Mercedes or Kiara have smoke with those two that I was aware of to where they would do that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm not starting who, nothing here. Who knows who that click is like is pissed off backstage uh, since the reign of terror over the last like six, seven months. So who knows? Who knows? When did, uh, when did Soraya show up? Was that November or December? She showed up at last um, last New York show. She showed up at, she showed up at uh, Grand, Grand Slam. Slam. Wow. Yeah. Time does not fly when you're not having fun. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Mercedes so ended up getting the win over Kara Hogan. This was solid. Yeah. Um, and then like um, there was like an angle after the match where Statlander ran out for the save. Uh, Martina is like uh, she feigned <laughs> bailing out, and then Statlander like turned around. She dropped Statlander. Then Will Nightingale made the save, and yeah. it was just more. And, and she didn't. Get, and she didn't get dropped because she's not a dummy. It turns her back to somebody just attack somebody. Oh, she's she's done that before. I, t- I'm talking about today. Why are you bringing up old oh, shit? You're right, though. You are right. You are right. She has she's come along. Yes, she's learned. Yes. Ruby you Ruby know. got her. I remember. Yes, I remember. Ruby yeah. turned her. Yes, I remember. Then we got the AEW World Tag Team title match. FTR taking on Adam Cole and MJF. And man, this was a great match until yep. the end, I think. Um, I, I thought this was like... Um, yeah, FTR came out. Lots of baritone, uh, low registering sounds. The champs um, came out and got booed. Like they, they look, they, 
obviously they were mostly getting booed because of people, how much people like this um, better than you, baby tag team or whatever else. And another situation where we predicted rightly is like, how many more times there gonna be another team that comes out of nowhere that gets put together that's more over FTR, right? It happened. Amazing. Again, while MJF is a dirtbag heel, right? It happened. Uh, but what I will say is that CM Punk affiliation is not helping them not nan bit. Is this like this is like one of the all time backfires like that's that's ever uh, happened, right? I like, mean, they get they, they get to go out there and have their their main events or whatever else yeah. that they never would have done in Dynamite because they're not old enough to get main events on Dynamite like that unless they're t- stapled to the Young Bucks or the Lucha Bros or uh, uh, Hangman and, and Adam or and Omega, but. Um, so like for them to be able to get their long matches, whatever else, if that makes them happy, good for them or whatever else, uh, they get featured all the time. Um, sure that it worked out for them. My concern is I, same thing with CM Punk. You're on an Island. It seems like you're on an Island of your own, of your own making. Um. Obviously, I don't think he has kind of heat to see him. Punk. I don't think they have nearly the same amount of heat to see him. I think punk FTR does. can work with anybody in the company. Second, I said I think FTR can work with anybody in the company. The right, choice right, right. is like is, yeah. is like do they want to? Like that, do yeah, they? That's yeah. Do that's, they? Are they able to do this without feeling like guilty or they sold someone out or? I don't know. Look, I just, one day the 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 FTR CM Punk blow up will happen right and it, i feel like it could be as easy as something like yeah uh they want us to work with them like oh, hold on we gotta turn this down like <laughs> because of your ass like that I'm, you know what that would be the, that would be the play like yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna do young bucks ftr and wembley and then see yeah. will be stuck wrestling like fucking i don't know uh ricky ricky stars part three <laughs> That that would be a brilliant press chess play by the elite if they did that. that you're like you petty bitches, y'all so good at this, y'all better this than them, than him. bro. But anyway, but yeah, like hold on, I like how you bring that up. What would be the better play? Like yo, FTR, if you're the Bucks, right? Like yo, we'll work with you. We'll even put you over at Wembley. Yeah, it'd be like we're we'll show we'll do business with it. Yeah. <laughs> Given what they did with their free agency thing and all that teasing that they were going to go and no one for a second believed they were, with a brain believed they were going like they're not good at this. They don't know. They don't understand what's happening. So if like the Young Bucks just did that, they'd be like, oh, cool. We'll have our match. Obviously, we put over. We'll be quote unquote deemed as the best tag team of this era or whatever else without realizing what 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 they have. What got, actually happened. What, yes. They don't even realize what happened. You know what? Yeah, just just gotten just 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 like it, it, it. Look, obviously, as you mentioned, they don't have nearly the amount of heat that with the locker room that uh, CM Punk does. But like the problem with what feels like what we've seen out of the first six weeks of Collision is that like the same similar thing. Like there is not many two v two tag teams or two person tag teams on Collision. Like to my knowledge, that I can think of. We got ourselves FTR. We got ourselves the two Bullet Club gold teams. That's it. Like, so um, they're gonna have to make them. They're gonna have to figure out how to like in source Dude's in like quality programs to build towards for pay per view as opposed to 
you know, bring in whoever we wrestle them that are also really good and we just add to our match guide for the week. Yeah. Um I because see because quite has kept like the thing that makes CM Punk or sorry, the thing that makes FTR great isn't that they're a great tag team just in all slots on the card. What makes them great is they're great at big matches. They're not they're, they're the ones that are just like Plug and play, not so much. The matches that are the quote-unquote built-to marquee things you want to see, that's where they excel at. There's nothing wrong with that, but just the you every week we go out here and we just wrestle just randos, that's going that's not going that's not what's going to keep them, you know, where they've been the last few years as, you know, um in a, or since they got the AEW is them wrestling guys that they built towards matches to that you care about. So people definitely cared about this match. They wanted MJF and Cole to win. Yes. Uh, As MJF is trying to kick uh, Dax in the dick left and right throughout the whole entire match. This, Amazing. This was, look, there's a reason why this happened in Connecticut. Because it was Connecticut psychology. <laughs> it was, we don't care. We don't care if he cheats or whatever else. We just want the people that we want to win to win. Amazing. Um, I saw this. And, and it was thought, awesome. I, it was still I thought awesome. they were working. I, I thought everybody worked like pretty hard in this match. Uh, we got the t-shirt versions of better than you, baby. Yeah. Uh, if they weren't winning the it, it match, double, they were definitely double, leaving with something. Well, it was it wasn't the better than you, baby shirts. It was the double clothesline shirt. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got two shirts. Now. Got got to make sure you model those and encourage people to to, to go uh, pick them joints up. So um, I want to know, right? Who was it? Like was it Adam Cole? Was it M- or was it MJF? Was it someone backstage? Was it Tony Thomas up that said, "Hey man, we're not blowing you up to go right now to do this. We got we got merch to sell. After all, they joined that we're a t-shirt company. We got t-shirts to sell. Selling this bullshit." <laughs> yeah, might as well go to that. Let a Russell solid the match, but I, I love the match. The, I love the, the match. I love how it's set up towards like you know as as you mentioned like the stuff with Dax. And with um, MJF going back to when the Pinnacle walked out on MJF, going to last week when they did the, you know, talk about Dax, you know, being a my daughter, my family merchant, getting to, uh, you know, them at the beginning of the match. And they're all trying to, you know, and MJF's trying to kick him in the nuts to like they get him in MJF at the end and then it turns into like it's a heated thing. Like I thought it was all well told. Um, throughout the buildup of this and throughout the match, um, I, you know, it, it was really, really good. And also, I like the part where it's like they were like it, it happened on the end, but like the fourth time when they finally won, like this was that was like the fourth time that FTR pulled the trunk or grabbed the trunks on pinfall. Cheating. They were cheating too. Like they, they all. It was four. It was a match of four scoundrels, and only one of them had any bit of uh, like dignity in Adam Cole. The rest of them were like, we got bad history. We don't care how we beat them. Fuck the fuck that guy. Fuck that other side. And three of them were trying to cheat any way they could to win. Cole was the only one that didn't. And then MJF um, kind of goes into this thing. They basically said, if we win, I'll give you the tag team or the world title match to Cole. But it looks like Cole's like done for. Like He's about to get put in a shatter machine. Pushes Cole out the way. Yep. And then, like, he kind of, like, uh, counters it, essentially, and then rolls up. He ends up getting rolled up, but it looks like he take. to me, it looked like he took a dive or whatever. 
um to where it was like all right like in order to not have to give you this shot i'll lose the match on purpose or whatever to um protect that and it just it just looked weird to me like it, it, it just i don't know if that was mjf not being smooth or something like I think that it was or not being smooth i don't think he, i don't think he, i don't think he's 4d chesting that bad because he could just he could just let adam cole die and, it, and he still wouldn't have to give him that title shot because they didn't win true um they pin him yep roll him up dash held the tights yep i saw that i was shocked i was like all right um on the same show they do the real world champion thing mjf i didn't have mjf doing a job on my sheet um here (laughs) (laughs) i was shocked by that um and i was like that's not that's not how I expected this to go. Um, then after the match, a lot of overacting and Adam Cole grabbing the belt, handed to MJF saying, it's not your fault. Uh, we lost as a MJF team. MJF fake crying. It's MJF funny. with the fake crying, um, acting like he wants to turn on the guy. Cole turn around, just do it, man. Like basically the, the just turn around like he's sting. Uh, handing somebody the bat or something. Well, it was like, and, well, basically he had, um, from what I thought the camera shot was great because it, it caught like, okay, he gave him the space, he gave him the belt, he's given him the opportunity to turn, to turn on him if he wanted to. And like Adam Cole actually really likes the guy now and is like, I know this fucker is still a piece of shit and is going to turn on me. So he hears the crowd like pop because he's set up like he's about to do it. And, he, and like Cole's like, wow, I, 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 I knew this was going to happen. I've given him the opportunity to do it. And I was hoping he proved me wrong, but he's about to fucking do it. And fuck. All right. I'm going to have to go chase a dude down to the ends of the earth. And then the crowd and then MJF throws down the belt after time passing. He's like, he, you know, he puts his arms like, go ahead, do it. And he didn't do it. And he's like. Oh shit! He didn't do it, and he's like. Then they hug. I thought it was a happy moment, it, and uh, it was like one of those things where it's like this. For, this continues the story to where it's like everyone thought that like the trigger is getting pulled tonight. Everyone would have been nice. Everyone thought the trigger was getting pulled tonight. This well, now gives them the time to like pull it in a week or in two, and then like you're quote unquote like caught off guard, and you're gonna be more pissed that it happened because you actually want these two to stay together. And so it's gonna be more gutting for whoever turns on whoever else when it happens. So I I liked it in that sense. I did. Um, I thought this was way too long. I thought this. It, oh, was it did like, last one. They stayed on, and after they after they came together and hugged, they both stayed on the camera. So like at that point, after that, I was like, okay, so Cole's about to super kick to him, right? And they and then they go around each other and take pictures for to all four sides of the ring, and then they go off, and I was like. Oh, you bastards! I thought I was gonna turn. I was I like, thought- "What the fuck?" Like, I'm like, "All right, bro." Like, Wembley Stadium is coming. Like, um, there's there's a there's big shows fucking coming. Like, set something up, do something. I was like, "No, MJF just does the job." They hug each other and and spend three or four minutes Rich, doing it. Rich, what I'm I will like, say is this: what send I- this shit to Friday nights. What, like, what I-, I don't. <laughs> Rich, what I will say is this: send send this shit to Fox. Like, I don't. What I will say is this: uh, all in is what the twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Yeah, that is still that is still four weeks away, so they still have time. I just think that people, um, I if they do it three weeks ahead of time, set up the match, it'll be perfectly fine. 
Uh, I just think that a lot of people want the matches announced for shit now, and it's like, well, what's the rush? Like, the uh, the tickets are all mostly sold. I guess, like, building excitement among the, among the fans. Like, the biggest show ever is coming, and you're but not treating you it any different than, like, a regular fucking, a regular pay-per-view, a fighter fest, a blood and guts, a a, a, a beach break. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's all getting treated the same. And I think this is like a, you know, we've got I, 200 episodes of Dynamite now, right? Yeah. And lots of evidence that AEW, I think, struggles at making things feel bigger. And it's like, well, if you dedicated like two or two minutes a night or something like having people talk about Wembley stadium coming, like the biggest like show, like, like hyping it up. And a lot of this is like, this is the main angle now. Kind of like it is now like, is the main angle in promotion. Now that uh, the elite versus uh, BCC is done with. Yeah. Right. So it's like, all right, the, how long are we going to wait for this domino to fall to get the ball rolling on like the rest of the shit? So it's like, that's where I'm like, all right, man, um, what are we waiting for? Like, let's get it going. Like, this would have been. Like, I would think you know a lot. Of, I I would think they're going to do a good number for a Collision tomorrow. Like, and then Dynamite last week. It was like, all right, there was no Elite, so it was a lot of like this whole week. I was like, I feel like time was was, was wasted almost. Um, for the promotion of All In, I can see I can see your points on that. I just don't think that, given how they tend to. Re- to uh, book this stuff, I feel like they know that the formula is we move our pay-per-views in the last two to three weeks. And, mm-hmm. like, we, we build it up five weeks ahead of time. We'll blow through all the shit we plan on doing to build towards our biggest matches. People already have, have a general idea of what the matches are, or at least the general match, what one of the matches are. We can get to it in the next seven days. Now, if they get to... Now, if they go through this television this week, if they get through, you know, Dynamite, Collision... And rampage this week without announcing something, then I'll be a hundred percent with you. But I, I just think like you normally don't get this kind of shit with them until three weeks out anyway. So I'm not really tripping over it. But I get what you're saying. Like it's your biggest show ever. Maybe try to you know maybe try to push this shit over to eighty five thousand or whatever else. But you know once they announce these mm-hmm. once they announce these matches, the card shit's gonna move regardless. And they've already sold like damn near eighty thousand tickets anyway. Yeah. Um... And then, like, you know, all I was right after that. <clears throat> so it's like, yeah. I feel like there's can a we, lot of shows coming. So it's like, can we call that all? Uh, <laughs> you know how they call it the WrestleMania backlash now? Yeah. <laughs> that, shit finna be, that shit finna be all in, all out. <laughs> all in, all out? <laughs> that, shit be, that shit finna be Rematch City, probably. Either Rematch City or B Show pay per view. Man. That's another thing. Look, now, you know what? Now, on retrospect, now thinking about it, now that you just mentioned this, like, we don't, like, we don't know. Are we sure that's pay-per-view or not? All in? When it we- is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Never mind then. Um, I would say, like, because at first they were talking to, like, maybe that's, like, a show that they just won. Um, It's, like, a BR app live, like, how they do, like, you know, like, Fighter Fest and, and shit. And I was like, I don't know about that one. But, no. yeah. um. I'm like, yeah. man, you got two, now, like, I don't know, man. Like, you got two fucking pay-per-views this month. Like, yeah. we're just waiting to fucking yeah. try to sell them. I mean, like, I don't look, if, look, if that shit turns out to be, you know, Adam Cole versus versus, versus MJF in Wembley, and then, like, next week they go back to MJF and, and Punk 
in Chicago, like, this shit won't matter. It'll be fine. It'll all be fine because those will be the hot, those will be the hot ass things. But, um, we'll see. Like, they got to start announcing shit this week. I would say it had to be this week because it's more, it's more in line of how they do this shit. Um, so I wasn't really sweating it, but you, you are right. Like, if it is your biggest show, you should probably jump the jump it, you know, a couple weeks earlier than what you normally do. Yeah. Besides that, don't have too much else. Yeah. Um, I guess it's in the show, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's in the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you are watching from the stream, uh, you can go to Big Rich's Cash App. You can go to Big James's PayPal. You can donate there. If you're listening from uh this from the podcast, you can. I'm oh, sorry. On the stream, you can do that. If you're listening from the podcast, you can go to our Red Notes link in the show notes and go there to donate and listen to other shows on the network. Besides One H Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, The Rick and Clive Wrestling Show, Gorman Watches Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, uh, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Meet the Press Slam, Get in the Ring, Great Mass Generator, Enrich. The wrestling Disaster. The Wrestling Disaster. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.